Welcome everybody to Sailor Moon Says, the first podcast dedicated to the deep dub of Sailor Moon. I am your host, Ramses, and of course, I am here with Comrade Furry. That is me. Holy cow. Hey. Oh my god, it is you! Oh my god, gag me with a spoon. Oh, I must, that, you must have gotten that line from the show, I'm pretty sure. What, was, <laughs> I was watching, what show was I watching where they had a whole gag me with a spoon conversation the other day? I don't remember. I don't remember, because that sounds familiar, too. Like, uh, the, the 90s were weird. That's all I gotta say. So... Let me get let's, let me start with some housekeeping before we before we go any any forward with this. Um, I remember. Sorry, I remember. Oh, go on, go on. Before before it I, was, it was freaking uh, Good Mythical Morning. I was watching. No, I was watching <laughs> those guys. One of their episodes the other day, and uh, Link said, "Gag me with a spoon," and Rhett thought he was a psychopath, and like, <laughs> I think literally everyone in the audience is like, "That's a '90s reference," and they kept like trying to figure out why he said that and how he knew that and where that came from. I was like, guys, it's a 90s thing, I swear to God. Like, I was, like, shaking my computer violently. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't watched those guys in a while. I gotta, like... Because like, usually what I like doing is I usually have a queue of those guys. I have a queue of episodes. You like, five episodes. Like, five I mean, it's, episodes. I, I, and then what I do is, like, I will play, like, a game and I'll just listen to and just, like, watch or, like, just listen in while I'm playing the game so it's like, they're, like, my background noise. I mean this in like the nicest way possible, but they're like like boomer humor a lot of the time. <laughs> um, because they're because they're raise older. Raise his hand meekly. They're in their like forties, I believe now, either late thirties or early forties, and they're just getting up there with like the I don't understand kids these days. Which, to be fair, so am I. Like I'm getting there, but I'm not all the way there. So like I'm straddling the fence of that's cringe, and I kind of agree. So maybe. Over the course of the next few years, I'll become a full Good Mythical Morning. Oh my god, I'm already, I'm like, I'm like at the cusp of being that of being that. If you haven't listened to like any other my other podcasts, I do. I'm like making references out the ass of like stuff from like the 70s and the like early 80s. Like, I'm sure I'm born in the 70s. Why are you making a reference to like Welcome Back, Cotter? Like, I watched it on TV. It was like it was a rerun. You grow up with stuff like that. Like that I have a friend right now who is um about I think they're like twenty-two or something like that. And they keep talking about Jim and the holograms, and I'm just like, I wasn't even alive when Jim and the hologram was on. Like it was a miracle that I found it. Why the hell do you know what it is? But I mean it's just one of those things that like you you could stumble across something with the internet being as vast as it is, you can stumble across stuff like that and it just becomes a part of your personality. Yeah, and you know, you and then, like, let's bring it all back to Sailor Moon because, like, we're going to be discussing about the internet in a few, in a few, in this, this <laughs> well, the first episode. So, back I, in the day when a, a floppy disk could save the world or destroy the world. Oh yeah, and, and you had like a thirty-six k, you had a, a fifty-six k modem that made the weirdest sounds in the universe. Oh my god! Oh my god! We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, oh my god! You're gonna, if you want boomer humor, I got a bunch of this stuff in this notes. I swear to God. Back in my day. <laughs> Oh, uh, like take a take a drink because Ramsey's about to make a bunch of boomer jokes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I have enough alcohol for that. And that's why that's why that's why that's why you just that's why you just drink Tang whenever I do it because it's at least that goes down at least that goes down at least harder than a, than a like a vodka. You get McDonald's Sprite if you really want to screw your throat up. <laughs> it's like the most delicious freaking acid that you could pour down your throat. I love it. <laughs> Like, I swear to God, they have like a xenomorph back there just squeezing it out. <laughs> like the, we have like, like 
Futurama with this worm where it came out of her tail, like you're just eating like an excrement. That's what that's what Sprite is at McDonald's. <laughs> Slurms McKenzie bitches back there. I love that episode so much. I just love the Oompa Loompas where they just give up on rhyming and they just were like Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Dridient. Please don't ask about the secret ingredient. It's like they just stop trying. They just like stop it. Okay. Uh, all anyway, right. we're talking about Sailor Moon, specifically the Deke Dub from the '90s. All of our favorites. Yes, um, all of our favorites. But I have to buy. But first things first. I want to. I want to. I want to do some housekeeping before we start. Uh-oh. Oh no! I hate cleaning. All right. Now, but no. This is, this is more on my end. You don't have to do anything. So don't worry about it. It's oh, actually God. Oh. All right. Ooh, I hate doing things. Exactly. So do I. But unfortunately, but, but unfortunately, I gotta like suck it up. I gotta suck it up like a, like a champ and do it. So. All right, as you, if you're, if you listen to this podcast, hopefully, I hope it goes up like within this, within this week. I hope that it comes out this week of the, this is Sunday, the Fe- Sunday, February 19th. I hope that in this week, we could usually count the Sundays at the beginning of the week. Within this week, from like the, that it will come out this episode. If not, you know, you know, I'll do my best to get this episode out as, as quickly as possible. But right now I'm going through computer problems. I'm recording this from another computer that I cannot edit worth shit right now, so I can't. So don't expect me to edit or anything. So, but I am getting a new computer the Wednesday of this recording. I do hope that this computer works. This time I try to buy a computer, man. So I hope for my sake as well, because like this is all hinging on like also on my other podcast that I do. That, that, that I do get that that's not a lemon. Like I said, so if if you see this in your feed later than usual. That's the reason being. I, I do hope that like I do hope that it's like only have a, you only have a few days instead of a few weeks like wait for for this episode. Mm. So, See, I you were building it up. I thought you were about to confess to being the Zodiac killer, and I was like, "Dang, Ted Cruz, you sound real funny right now." I'm not, that that, that, no, that, 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 that just like <laughs> your target. Your target was like your target. You, you you like the target was like too far away. And it's like no, no, no. Ted, well, the, Ted Cruz is well known to be the Zodiac Killer. This oh, you know all, this. This is, this is this all is, things that we can definitely say and not be in trouble for slander. This is definitely it's all. It's all. It's all there. I read it on the internet. <laughs> oh my! Oh, God. I, but I but I said allegedly about five minutes ago in a different conversation, so it doesn't count as me slander. <laughs> you know, speaking, speaking. You know, like you know, I don't know how we can transition to this. So, like, we got, we got, like. Holy, we we like parlayed way too much. Jesus Christ! This is what happens when we don't podcast about because, like, again, I have those computer issues, and also, like, too, like, I've been out and out and about. Don't worry, don't worry. I haven't. I was saving up for this, so like, don't think. Oh my God, he's using the money that, that for donate. No, 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 I know all that stuff that you guys donated and all that stuff. That's being put to use for the computer, and like, that's always going to be used. Like anything, I always make it transparent that whatever I'm using, like for like leisure, like my toys and. You know I, anything else? Anything else? That's all. That's all. That. That's, uh, that's out of pocket. That's out of my own pocket. And I just, I just want to say, I can vouch for that because I asked him to buy drugs with it, and he said, "No, we should be responsible." I was like, "You know what? I'm angry now because I don't have drugs." I, I, I look, man. Do you, do you know how? Do you know how much a kilo of coke is? No, I don't. But I, it's like, I it's, like it's like a hundred, a hundred a kilo. I'm not gonna fuck that. It's like it's cheaper to buy it. It's cheaper to buy fucking. It's cheaper to buy like a transformer at this point. Fucking hell. I would rather accept you. I would rather accept you buying one of your your, your monster high dolls than buying than you buy a kilo of coke. 
That's how bad it is. Oh my. What if it was a monster high? Never mind. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We have. <laughs> this is this is gonna be the most fucked up recording ever. I swear, man. <laughs> hey, I haven't recorded in like a week, so I gotta let all of this out. I don't blame you. I'm like that too. So it's like I'm like I'm all over the place as well. So don't. I, I'm also to blame as well. But regardless, we got this is a podcast about the deep though Sailor Moon, and we watch a few episodes. Um, we were discussing off stream, off off air. It's like, oh my god, like some of these episodes are not that good. But to be honest with you, like these next these first couple episodes are actually like some of my favorites. I, I actually really did enjoy these these next couple of episodes that we're gonna be discussing. So why don't we get started then? Why don't we get episode, well, uh, I I want to clarify that though because what I meant, I don't know how it came across. But what I intended is that for there's gonna be a gap between today's episode to the block of episodes that we do today. And a future one that's going to be further down the road where I'm going to be a little bit miserable because I forgot how annoying Serena and Ray are when they have to be in the same room until Lita comes along, which I think it's like around episode 20 or so. So we've got like a Oh stretch. my god, 20? I thought, I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was like 15. Now in the Japanese version, uh, it's episode 26, I'm pretty sure. I think they went like a full season of uh, not having you know, not getting another person on the team, but it's just like, okay, so I, I love I love the show, I love a lot about it, but it's the two of them together are just so frustrating sometimes <laughs> yeah, episode oh. 25 it's episode 21 of the of the deep dub, episode 25 of the Japanese dub Jupiter comes thundering in, so we've got a stretch before we get another character, and I remember as a kid, because I, I was trying to think about it to be uh, to like reminisce and and think back because things change and how we consume media changes. But by the time I got into Sailor Moon, it was on Toonami and they were airing one episode per weekday. So we yes. were getting five quote I I, I want to say new episodes. They weren't new because they had also aired on USA and a couple of other places. But for me, it was five new episodes a week. So if I can remember it being painfully long. But in the gap between them getting Sailor Mars and getting Sailor Jupiter as a kid with a short attention span back there, back then getting five, five episodes a week. I can't imagine how it would be if I was in Japan where this came out week to week. And I'm just like, is this the show from now on? Because it's been 10 weeks and they haven't done anything. So, yeah, I, I just I remember it being a very frustrating time. And, um, and and the weird part is there's like no buffer between between both of them, and I, I guess that that's that's the biggest yeah, thing. Oh, we'll get to that, we'll get you know I think that's a discussion when we get to that because I do believe like I, that is part of my notes as well as like I like uh, but I just wanted like I wanted to clarify it's like I know I, I know episode eight might be a little bit you know might be a little bit hard for on on you but other than that these 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 episodes which is episode five computer school blues episode six time bomb. Episode seven, Uncharted, uh, Uncharted Life. And episode eight, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare in Dreamland. No, no relation to the video game. Episode eight, <laughs> are all you know they're all like they're all pretty they're all pretty decent. Like I said, like the like the first three are actually some of my favorites. I think I, out of all of them, I actually really like the episode five. I actually really like episode six. But let me get started here with them. Um, episode five, Computer School Blue, uh, Computer School Blues. I can this talk. <laughs> this episode I remember very vividly for a couple of different reasons. The first one is we we talked about this last episode, the those VHS tapes that they released that had two episodes on each one of them. This was one of the episodes. This one 
and then they skip time bomb and move to un uh, directly into an uncharmed life. I guess so they could have like a VHS where you get to meet both of the new characters in one instead of having one like Mercury VHS and one Mars VHS. They decided to make a one, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I very vividly remember that because this, and then also not to beat a dead horse again, but Sailor Moon Bridge. This is one of my favorite episodes of Sailor Moon Bridge. So a lot of the jokes in this that I have are probably just lifted directly from that. So if anybody from Sailor Moon Bridge happens upon this, it's an inspiration. It's not me stealing your work, please, because I've just I've integrated so many of the jokes from that into just my regular vernacular that I might accidentally just reuse one of their jokes. So I do apologize if that happens. It's just so ingrained into my mind how many times I've watched that entire series, let alone just this episode. And not just that. Um, not, not just that. It's like a lot of a lot of their commentary is kind of like on the nose, just like really on the nose. So it's like even if like, even even, so even if we weren't doing this for a podcast, and even or if we're not even like, I think subconsciously we were, we were going to bound to hit a lot of the jokes anyways. Well, like they not to jump too far ahead, but like in the fight with the monster when she uses uh, Mercury Bubbles Blast. All it does is make it colder, and I was like, it's a good thing the monster is dressed like a skank, and then, like, the that's one of the jokes. That I, I It instantly flashed back to Sailor Moon Bridge, and that's one of the jokes they made in that, because she's not wearing much clothing. She gets cold from all the mist, and it just it's just a terrible plot armor plot point, but I love it. But anyway, so this is the episode where we finally expand our roster. We spent the past four, if you want to believe Deke, episodes with just Serena and Luna, and their exploits and kind of getting used to Serena being a superhero. Like it, there was the, one of the things that the show gets a lot of flack for is how whiny Serena slash Usagi is like, even in the Japanese, she gets a lot of flack for it. Um, I think that adding the more Valley girl vernacular and 90 slang to it made it, made her a little bit more um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, hard to be able to stand to be in the same room as for some people. Like you, it's, it's like it's it's like you have like a low tolerance with someone like that. But I will say, but yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going with your thought. No, but what I was gonna say is that the the it, it's all about character development, and a, I feel like a lot of that, a, a lot of these episodes that people are like, oh, it's just filler, really contribute to the development of her character, whether it's hammering in things that she's going to do on a regular basis and ways that she's going to react and respond or building up her confidence because in over the course of these episodes when you put these episodes next to the last four that we watched she is much more confident in her monster fighting abilities she's still scared but she's come a long way from hiding in a literal bathroom from the monster to meeting them head on and knowing that she's the one that has to take care of. Yeah, there's, 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 when we get to time bumps, there's there's a, there's a moment where it's like, wow, she is taking she is taking the bull by the horns here. Well, that's because she was under the effects of the monster, but you but you know what I mean though. Yeah, it's, she's she's becoming more tolerable and more of what a a like regular superhero would be like in, oh. in terms of like comic book heroes and stuff like that. Like she's getting more in line with she needs to she's accepting her fate and deciding to save the world we're not quite there but i just wanted to make a point that we're getting there and then i the core concept of sailor moon is friendship and so i think that having amy and and ray join the team is really what helped start that but i'm just i just wanted to mention that i've already seen some of the character development from the past batch of episodes just kind of watching it with like a fresh mind 
in 2023. Yeah, and, and that's something I will agree on because, like, that's something that I will say. It's like I've noticed that she's a little bit more proactive in her in her fighting. She's not she's not cowering. Like she might be like, eh, I don't know if I should do this, and she'll do she'll do some stupid things from time to time. As a matter of fact, we'll get to something stupid like in episode seven. But um, but, but um, but you can tell us like you know she's she's not like oh like you know she's not like cowering all the, all the time. And you know, she, there's a little bit of growing pains here and there. And I guess like you know when you watch it in Japanese, where they'll have a lot more episodes. There's a little bit. There's way more. There's like way more time for her to like that. You get uh, accustomed to how she is, and that's what's something. So like like spoilers for like the rest of the series. I think I think Usagi sitting on Serena works better as someone to prop someone else with too. Like, like she's the person you turn to when like you know if you need you need to get out of your shell or something like you need to get out of your comfort space. She's the person you want to be with because she'll help you in a positive in a positive way to like find that inner self that, that inner you within that, that within yourself. It's like so it's like she knows. I don't know what a, I don't know what's a good way to. I don't know what we'll call that that kind of like. She's she's like the mother figure of the friend group, basically. Like she's the she's the core of the friend group, and yeah. she she she's the one that they eventually come to rely on to be grounded, which is funny. Because that's not anything like she's like at the beginning, but it's it's about her gradual development into becoming a badass like queen warrior that she is in, in the final season. Yeah, and and but the 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 great thing is is that she still the the series I don't think at any point forgets that she's like uh, she's fourteen I believe in the first season. Yeah, they they don't ever forget that these are high school kids, which some anime tends to do um, with how. With the serious situation that they put them in, but with Sailor Moon, there's always kind of that like when the fight's over, kind of a return to normalcy and going to junior high and going to classes and you know hanging out with their friends at a cafe or something like that. There's always that like return to normalcy for it too. So I I just I think that it's really well written and that kind of leads into to this episode with how they introduce a new character because we're we're finally expanding the team. We've spent like we said we spent all this time with just Serena and Luna. And now we're going to expand the team with a transfer student named Amy, who has suddenly shown up from another academy. I thought I wrote down the name of the other academy that that the deep dub gave it. Um, yeah, but they all, but, but they call it the brain. They call it like the the brain farm or something like that in the in the dub, like as as uh, jokingly as like you know as a, like a throwaway, as like a gag. But like it, had, yeah. it did have something else because like we do get to see that that academy uh, like eventually. But uh, but yeah, it's like we we, we start. I, I'm starting to notice a pattern with these episodes. Like, literally, we're just dumped right into the fucking, like, uh, bad guy plot of the day. The Nega Force verse. Yeah, so, like, right right there. And did I just, like, I found a new plot. I I found something fascinating about these humans. I Humans are so weird. They have this thing called computers. Yeah, I, I wrote down here, ah, did I discover Twitter? Well, uh, the thing that made me uncomfortable is the way, the way Jedi talks about humans that... That he he alludes that they're another species, which spoiler alert, they're not. Jedi is a fucking human, just FYI. Um, but he's acting like they're this other species. But he, th- some of his vocabulary, like he says, they lust after Celestia achievement. He just is like he 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 makes me think of like a basement dweller, like those people on online forums that use the word female. I was gonna say, I was gonna thing. say, like I was gonna say this. I bet you this this guy calls this. I bet you this guy calls girls emails. Did that like for Rangies? I bet he he he's like that um that one 4chan board where it's all like incels. Oh I can't lord! Think of the name of it. 
it's uh, not B, but it's it's one of those 4chan boards that all, is like all these all these incels that come together to like be basement dwellers and just be the worst ever. And I, I'm just like, he frequents that forum. I'm pretty guess. sure. I'm very sure because like yeah, because like the way he talks is like ah, they look at look at these look at these human specimens as they as they as they go around and do their business. We will we'll take all their I will take all their energy from them. Uh, the Negaforce, not the Negaverse. This is definitely the Negaforce. So yeah, so he so he's explaining he's explaining the plot of the of the he was explaining the evil plot of the episode, which is we're gonna be like we like these next couple of episodes, like we're basically gonna be going we're at enemy HQ, and they're pretty pretty much gonna lay it all out. Well, I just I. I... One of the it's not so much this episode, so I guess I can bring it up. But like, you can definitely tell that they're taking some liberties with these Jedi and barrel scenes. Not so much in this one, but in some of the other ones. So I guess I'll, I'll get to that when we get to that. Um, but basically, they decide that they're going to uh, attack smart people, I guess, or attack like people wanting to learn and that have like the drive to learn, and that they're expending so much energy on studying that they're just going to take their energy for studying. Like it's the the negaverse plans are always like super vague, some much more vague than others. And I think this is one of the really vague ones. Like, how did they come to the conclusion that students at a cram school, like after these kids have already gone and expended a full eight hours of energy at a regular school, going to like a four hour cram school in the evening, like these kids are already going to be dead tired. Like, are they going to have that much energy left? It just, it seems. It just doesn't seem like a good plan to me, but I digress. Yeah, well, it's the different cultures that, the, and then we we'll get to something about different. <laughs> generally, to talk that, that that they actually got away with in this, in these epi- in this stub, but yeah, I mean, we we, we eventually figure out that they eventually after we figure out this this plot of the episode, like what the enemy enemy plot of the episode is, we then we get to to the main plot of the story, which is that the uh, Serena and her and her schoolmates figure out that they're going to be a new transfer student from from another school, and that other student seems to be is Amy. And at first, at first, song, Luna has her, her doubts. She's like, "Oh my, she might be from the Negaverse. She might have the Negaforce Force in her, or whatever." Yeah. What, did it ever explain why she thought was she? Did she just have a bad vibe? Like, why did Luna instantly think that Amy was evil? Well, didn't, 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 the, didn't the arcade game, quote unquote? Because we all know who that is. That's Artemis. <clears throat> but didn't, didn't they say something like, "You better be careful of, of, of this person." So Artemis is gaslighting people now. I I'm pretty that. sure. <laughs> I was, again, we are not supposed to know this, but that's who she, that's the person that's the person he's speaking that she's speaking to on the on the on the, in the video game. It doesn't like so. The other thing that I thought was funny was before before they even got to like start to doubt her, these kids instantly just hate her for no reason. Like they're just talking all kinds of shit on her, and she's like right there in front of them, and then like Melvin. Just up and says Serena's the one talking shit and just throws her under the bus and I'm just like, great, thanks. That sounds about right. Thanks, helpful. That sounds about right because he seems like the kind of guy that that would throw everybody underneath the bus as well in these early episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Well, he, 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 so, one. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna move us move us on to the, to the next plot. Where oh, I was too. <laughs> I was just say they. So she she decides to be her friend in like a half-baked attempt to maybe she can help her improve her grades <laughs> so she's just she decides that she's gonna be amy's friend and you know luna kind of ambushes her and and uh serena goes and mitigates everything and they end up at the arcade uh-huh. where uh you know th- she's just like hey maybe you should try playing this video game and for some reason amy is really good at the game and i think this is just like a remnant of 
like I, I think this was a nod to Amy's original character that she was going to have um, in the in the manga originally. Naoko Takeuchi, the original author and creator of Sailor Moon, wanted Amy to be a cyborg or like a, a robot, a cyborg and android. Yeah. I can't remember if she wanted to be like partially human. I think she wanted to be partially human yeah. and partially robot because the idea eventually got reused for Sailor Saturn mm-hmm. um, a few seasons. Yeah. But she, she wanted her to be an android. So I think this was just like a funny little bit left in to pay homage to that because by the manga obviously came first. So by now they knew for sure she wasn't going to be, you know, a cyborg or an android, but they wanted to like have a little tongue in cheek moment to it. But in the. It, I, I feel like when I watched it in Japanese, it was more obvious that it was just like a bit. But in this, it made her look literally like a robot. <laughs> I'm just like, I think that they undid the humor from the original in this very bizarre, weird way. I, I think that, I, th- I think there's I think they were trying to establish her as like, oh my gosh, she's good at everything. She's good at she's good at school. She's good at video games. She's good at everything. So it's like I think that that's like I think that get, that kind of got lost into translation because it's like instead of trying to make her more like relatable i think like she seems more mechanical at this point and i was even one of the points that they go to arcade and like she's she's, she's getting a high score on this cellular dvd game to which i was which i wrote in my here on my my notes here because i am a because i am because here comes another boomer reference of the day she scored a hundred thousand i wrote down here a hundred thousand double dragon no, did you did you see that they said she scored a hundred thousand and showed the screen and she only had like thirty thousand points or something yes. like that? Like it showed the screen that it was not the number that the guy yelled out. Like I kind of accept I kind of accept that for I kind of accept that for cartoons like that because like yeah whatever. I was like that's the first thing that's the first thing I popped in my brain because I watched a lot of that stupid movie when I was a kid. By the way, I'm referencing the I'm referencing the wizard. Good lord. Yep. Again, take a yeah, drink. Take I, a drink. Take a drink when Ramses makes a makes a boomer reference. I just I love that so so essentially this does have a point in the plot though and somehow Amy leaves her floppy disk at the arcade yes. and they find it but where was where was that at that it like I could understand maybe she left her whole purse there but they the single floppy disk was weird and, I mean I, I, I like in look I, as someone that grew up with that kind of as someone that grew up with like floppy disk and stuff like that and having to like juggle those same damn things around when they were when they're in like when they're in high school and trying to get like things to like try to get like your homework and stuff like that your homework stuff like that you're gonna drop a disc or two like eventually like that's a given well my favorite part was that instead of just giving it back to her luna's like let's invade her privacy and completely break her trust and just like you know look at what's on the floppy disk like this is not our property this does not belong to us like at this point we should just cancel luna like luna is just the worst yeah. Hashtag Simple Luna. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I mean, she has her reasons because like she's being gaslit by someone else to like to, to like not to, to to against her own against her own better judgment. So it's like I'm pretty sure that's pretty sure that's not, that's not her talking. That's her eventual. That's her eventual. That's her eventual. Well, you know, boyfriend, you know, hubby, whatever, whatever you like to believe. But regardless, um, yeah, it's like, um, like yeah, it's like the, they they go into their disc and it's like. It's because it's interesting. It's like you know, it's the meme of like I don't know how a computer works. And I'm like, <laughs> well, my but my favorite thing is that, that they before they decide, so they decide that they're gonna have to get the floppy disk back there, and they talk about going to school. And like anytime the deep dub just says something off the wall that I think is hilarious, I have to quote it. And she says, "I don't go any, to school any more than I absolutely have to. It's dangerous for your health." And I'm just like, girl, same. Like girl, same. thank you. Yes, I was like, oh god, it's someone that that went through like junior 
but it was like the most visual, like the most useless piece of timeline in life. Like, yeah, I don't want to go to school anymore. And and then they uh, one other thing that I noticed, I just I, I want to get all these thoughts out of my oh. head. Sorry, listening audience. But before before they look at the the floppy disk, uh, Darian interrupts them, and they I believe this is the first time I might be mistaken, but they play the tuxedo mask theme when he shows up to really hammer home in case you haven't realized it yet, the dairy in his tuxedo mask. And trust me, they're going to hammer it home even more in another episode coming up. But like, he just, he shows up to like harass her because that's all he really does, you know, out in public, not as tuxedo mask as Darian. He just harasses Serena constantly. Uh, but he comes into a raster and it plays like the, the guitar, the Spanish like, guitar. Yeah, the, the Spanish guitar like riff whenever he shows they, up. They start, like, they start doing it in the first couple of episodes, but like this is the one where they hit you right and crash the, the hammer I with it. I really didn't notice it before until this one, but as soon as he showed up, I was like, they really want you to know that he's Tuxedo Mask. Like as if it's not obvious because you know, 99% of the population can tell that Clark Kent is Superman, but everybody in the DC universe just has got eye problems i guess i don't know but it's just like this like you put a mask over your eyes and all of a sudden you're a completely different person well, it's also you're wearing a top hat and you're also wearing a cape and you're wearing you, you know so that 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 adds to the myth that to the myth to, to, to like the the mystery of who you are so it's like yeah I'm, like you know maybe you may not be able to get like a proper like now you know no no it's like you know eventually they eventually they do at least within the deep dub, I I think that they sprinkle in wording in the Japanese uh, in the Japanese version a lot more. But eventually in the deep dub, they do address that when people transform, there's some kind of like magical element that makes them unrecognizable. Uh-huh. Um, because Sailor Venus brings that up towards the end of the season, like after because unfortunately Sailor Venus doesn't join the team until like we've got like three episodes left of the damn show. Uh, but she, one of the things she brings up is that, oh, we look so different in our civilian outfits, don't we? It's a good thing the power of the moon like helps us out or some, you know, bull crap. You know? They pull it out. It's something they but, pull out of their asses. So, so like, they, 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 just in case someone sends a, sends an angry letter, like, what the fuck? Well, I'm, because probably people were confused by then. So it's like, guys, we got to address this. Let's just say magic. Let's say moon magic. And no, another, another thing that's interesting is like, you know, all this time, all this time that like that um, that Serena and Luna are talking, like also like like Darian comes in. Like, how long has Darian been standing there? Because at this point, I I would think too that Darian would put put piece together that Luna can talk. Yeah, as much as he stalks her, you would think so. Yeah, because I'm right. I wrote down here. You would think at this point Darian would figure out that Luna can talk. Like he's just he's... yeah. That's one of the things that really annoys me is that like they even in the deep dub, like more so in the Japanese dub, but like. They make it seem like Darian knows more than he does, mm-hmm. only for you to find out that like he goes, he's basically comatose when he becomes tuxedo mask for a long time, and he doesn't remember doing it. But like that's how they get away with him not putting two and two together, who's who. Yeah. But it's just like you, they hint towards him knowing more than he knows so much by having him show up at all these like specific awkward times and then they don't ever follow through on it so it's very disappointing well, it, it's something that just carry over from the manga where it's like you know he's 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 doing his own thing because like it's a the thing is like for in, in the manga he was a little bit more inspired by the the like the like the guys like um lupon the like lupon the, the original artisan lupon not well, a little bit of lupon the third as well because like you know he's like he's like he, he was like you know originally uh conceived to be more in line with like the like the diva thousand a thousand faces i don't know if you heard that story before 
I think it's a really yeah. He's, well, he's in the manga. If I'm not mistaken, he was a jewel thief yeah. because he was looking for the silver crystal. So that's why that's why that's why he's so that's why he's so coincidentally in the same area when whenever he is. So it's like it's so there is a little bit of like coincidence. So it makes sense in the manga. Here it's just like he's just been, he's just like randomly there. It's like oh yeah, I'm just here. Well, I mean, in the next episode, he like hunts them down like fucking. Uh, the oh god, I, I had a joke there and then it just left me. Welcome, Bear Grill. There we go. Oh, this <laughs> is a predator. No, like he, he's just like meticulously tracking them down in the next episode because they're in a different dimension. Yeah, it's like, it's like dude, dude, you're doing a little extra there, but whatever. So, yeah, uh, but anyway, but, so they oh, go I was ahead. gonna say, I was gonna continue, I was gonna continue like the going forward, but like, yes, um, Serena decides, like, okay, you know, we gotta bust them here and we gotta take it, we gotta take care of the bad guy here because like they figure like. They put in a disc and they figure out. Oh wait, there's a they're playing a message, and yeah, and and they instantly think that this is Amy's doing, not that Amy is being taken advantage of, but that she's like some negaverse queen. Like just their bad faith in Amy just hurts me, it hurts my soul because I loved Amy so much as a kid. Yeah, so 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 um, Serena breaks in. She like she uses her disguise pin. She disguises herself as like a. a Sure. Super Superintendent. Intended. And then, like, yep. like literally, like, not even, like, about a minute later, she's, like, already, tra- she already transferred to Salem, like, whoa, that is, like, a new record. Well, the, the, the thing is, is that, um, they're playing, they're kind of dancing around with, uh, who Sailor Moon is, and that, because eventually they, they start trying to specifically hunt her down, mm-hmm. so her transforming with the disguise pin and then transforming looks like it's just some random person and not her. Well, I'm saying that... Because she also looks very different with the disguise I'm saying it's more along the lines of, like, man, we are, we, we are like, going to zero to 60. It's, it's, less, it's less, like... Uh, it's less, like, oh, my God. Well, it's, they gotta sell that toy. That I'm sure that was a toy that they needed <laughs> to have in as many episodes as they could to sell it. That is true. So it had to come up. But, um, but yeah, like, I just love how she's like, no, we're here to stop you, Amy. And Amy's like, have we met? Like, because she's, she's in a disguise, so she doesn't recognize Serena. And I just thought that was hilarious. I will um, say, I will say that the, the monster of the day, whenever, like, the first thing, she, the first thing the monster does is just throw math at her. Yeah, <laughs> the monster of the day, she was also gaslighting Amy. She's like, it's all your fault that Sailor Moon has come here. I mean, technically it was, but, like, she was, like, trying to, like, divert all the blame. Like, ma'am, you have an entire school where you're, like, draining children of energy and, like, slowly murdering the children of our future. But it's Amy's fault that Sailor Moon wants to kill you, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... Like, they wouldn't have found you without Amy. So... Basically, the, so, so basically, um, the, the I keep on saying basically, so transition, but so yeah, so the so you know they fight, you know the monster starts starts throwing stuff. Um, Serena is is and dodging things, shouting math equations. At her yes, team, I was like, I that's the, that's the craziest part. That was one of my favorite parts. Is like, wow, it's like like that, it's one it's one thing like throwing like stuff at you. The other is like saying math. That equation's like, oh my god! Like, how do you stop mental warfare? That's how. Yeah, because she, she's like, what? What's sixty four times thirty two? It's like I need a calculator. Give me just a minute. I'll figure this. Yeah, out. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I got to carry the five. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, time me, time me, time Okay, so yeah. So so basically, basically, what um, the monster tries to tries to do something with with uh, with Amy, where she tries to like try to possess her. But then eventually, figured, uh, eventually, she has like the symbol of Mars on her on her forehead, and, and Luna's like, like the, the symbol of Mercury. Like, I'm an idiot. She's actually a sailor scout. Yeah, 
Luna's like, oh, she's Sa Amy, it's Sailor Mercury. I was like, damn it, Luna, stop spoiling things. Like, give me like five more seconds to put together the pieces. I'm seven. Not just that. It's like I wrote down here. If I were Amy, I would have like punched Luna. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they, a Amy's power is to create a slightly cold fog, which surely will be very helpful and not just a hindrance and useless for the rest of the season. Yeah. Surely. Um, it takes her like, like 60 episodes to have an attacking ability god they just oh god that's right yeah you're right even before that they had they had to they had to do they had to like do some some convoluted bullshit to like make it work yeah because eventually she gets like mercury bubbles freeze and it's just like a colder mist <laughs> but not only that it's like she she gets something like much later where they they're using a tandem attack where it's like both where where amy and ray do something with, with throw when whenever was how you throw her Usagi throws her, uh, her tiara. It's like it both, both all three other attacks, like like you know, fuse together. Yeah, the the uh, team up attacks that they kind of abandon. Yeah, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to that much later. But I was gonna say that is fucking awesome. They should have used that a lot more. Yeah, so they the fog uh, confuses the math teacher, and Sailor Moon's able to surprise her and murder her, um, per usual. And so Amy joins the team, and there's this part at the end where like Amy's like so understanding as just like. Yeah, I completely get why you thought that I was the monster, and I'm just like on the inside, she's really mad. That's what, for that's what that was the point. That's like private property. That's when I said. That's when I. That's when I wrote here. Like, because Amy's like, "Oh yeah, don't worry. She confused me as a bad guy. I'm, I totally, 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 totally on board. I totally understand." But I wrote down here. If I were that, that's when I wrote down. If I were Amy, I would have punched Luna. Like, yeah, because like she's over here like. Feeding all this fake information to Serena, like telling her she's evil and shit, and then her proof is by like invading her privacy and looking at her private property without her permission. Which again, yes, it was an evil negaverse thing, but like that's such a terrible thing to do. That's like if somebody left their diary out, and you're like, "Well, we need to read every entry of their diary to make sure that they're not a negaverse monster." And then you just end up reading about how they have a crush on Jerry from math class. It's like, that's just wrong. Yeah. But, yeah. It's like, no, no, no one likes Jerry in the first and place. Then, and then you want to justify it. You you want to justify it by getting to the last chapter where she talks about how she took him prisoner and bloodletted him for three weeks. Like, yeah, of course you found the bad guy, but you invaded her. Yeah. So it's like, I, 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 I we're still canceling. I, I, I would too. I, I would, that's what I said. Like I, I, I was, if I was Amy, you know, the smart, the smartest person in the whole entire galaxy at this point. I'd be like, "Fuck you, cat!" Like, first of all, you're a talking cat, so who the fuck listens yeah. to you? I'm the leader now. You know, I know, you, I know, I know. Eventually, you know, you gave me this, you gave me this cool pen and all, but like, screw that. Anyways, we'll get to some, we'll get some more bullshit. We'll get, we'll get to some more bullshit because there's some there's this. Well, yeah, this is a good episode. I, I really liked it. Like, you know. Gaslighting aside, I, I really do like it. Like, I, I like Amy a lot. I think she's a really cool character. I like. I was one of those guys that had a crush on her when she was when I was much younger. But like nowadays, it's like she's cool. Like I turn, I turn. I, I oh, hold on, let me finish. Oh. I was gonna say, let me finish this because like nowadays, I'm more leaning towards um, I, well, towards towards me towards uh, Amina and um, and Serena because like they're more my type of personality. Like because like that's just that's just who I am, and that's the kind of person like, I tend to more gravitate towards. But you know, hey, she's cute and all, and she's smart and she's kind of subtle and like, hey, that's how, that was that was my design. And I do believe that 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 she's won many popularity popularity polls in Japan because of that because of that like mm -hmm. because of that that subtlety of the of a character that she has. And you know, like I said, like she's like 
mean, she breaks out. Of, she breaks out a little bit, not a whole lot, but she breaks out enough where it's like she she becomes like her own character and stuff like that. So that, that it, so it's really cool to see the the humble beginnings of Amy here. So, um, your thoughts? Yeah, Amy. Amy went on to be like a fan favorite for a long time. Um, again, I, I figure it's become my goal at this point, I guess, just to mention mention Tuxedo Unmasked every episode until. He just realizes that he needs to come on here and talk with us. Uh, but basically, the show. he did have an article. <laughs> he did have an article one time where he talked about like popularity polls and how Amy was consistently at the top. I don't know if she was necessarily number one, but she was like in the top favorite characters, not just of Sailor Moon either, but for like anime in general back then. Like she was real popular along with like Ray from Evangelion and stuff like that. And the the reasoning it's been a long time since i've read the article but i think the reasoning is because she was i don't want to say a mary sue character but she was much more in line with how like traditional japanese high school kids acted yeah. at the time like they were very focused on their grades and very concerned with placements and like they wanted to make sure they got their homework done before they went and played games and stuff like that like that was kind of the um culture is that school was what was and should be extremely important and so she filled that kind of role, and that was, I guess, what like made her so popular or kind of skyrocketed her popularity. Um, but either way, like even for me, I I really liked Amy as a kid. Um, I would have been much more surprised that she was going to become Sailor Mercury if the theme song didn't just blatantly show you the whole lineup. But uh, I digress. Um, you know, it was it was still fun to see her origins, and that means a lot coming from me because I'm not an origin story person, but I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was. I mean, also well, really well animated. Like, like, there, like they, yeah, there's obviously there, they obviously had to cut a lot of stuff for content and stuff like that. But it wasn't that. It wasn't as egregious as other episodes that we're gonna get to much later. But yeah, this is a good episode. This is a really good episode. I really, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed my time with this. So, um, any final thoughts on episode five before we go to episode six? I am good. Episode six, time bomb. Um, this one. I just want to say this episode for a long time I didn't know existed. Um, because you know when you're a kid and you're watching this week to week, it's really easy to miss an episode. And this, of course, was like at the beginning, still towards the beginning of the show starting out. This episode six, so this would be literally Monday of the second week of it airing. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I just missed this episode because I, I, for a long time, I didn't remember this episode. And when I say for a long time, I mean probably until I was like a teenager going back and looking and realizing there was this episode in between Sailor Mars's debut and Sailor Mercury's debut. And also, so you said um, also, too, like you watch these on VHS from like the official like releases and they, yeah. they didn't have that episode. So it's like they skipped this episode. Yeah, they, they 100% skipped this episode just to get straight to introducing a new character. So this one was. This is one of the weirdest episodes in the show, and it's for a multitude of reasons, but I think the main one is because it's just Serena and Amy. And that's not a dynamic that we get a lot. This the while there are magical show girl shows out there that deal with duos, this clearly was not going to be that. And so for them to have a buffer episode in between the the team expanding just felt like a weird transitionary period. And I think it shows in the entire plot of this episode. <laughs> Um, with them just not really sure how to have Serena and Amy interact to, as just a duo. Like, there needs to be something else in there, which will eventually become Ray. Um, but yeah, this episode, we start off um, with the, the, the... 
my least favorite thing that the dub does today on Sailor mm-hmm. Moon. Yeah, it's on the because it just it, it spoils the whole episode. Like, yeah, it, like literally the whole episode. Well, again, and then again, too, like I said, like these these like we're watching we're watching these we're watching the VHS we're watching the VHS rips of these, and I don't think they did this in the tsunami version, I believe, right? I think they did. Okay, never mind. I, I'm, I'll hold my tongue on that one. I, I honestly think they did because I remember I recorded them off of TV too because my uh, they came on at three in my time yeah. zone and my bus didn't get home until like three thirty three thirty five so I would never be able to catch if if I got really lucky I'd be able to catch the very end so I had to record them all on VHS so I and I remember these segments okay even for episodes that I didn't have on the official tape got so it I'm pretty sure these aired but yeah the it but basically. She just says, today on Sailor Moon, Jedi breaks all the laws of physics and it will never come up again because Jedi has found out how to manipulate time and it will never happen again. Like it, this literally groundbreaking, world changing technology slash magic. And they just pretend like it never. Oh, happened. yeah. Just, they something else. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. No, it was, yeah, yeah, let's, 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 let's keep on going here. But yeah, so we we cut we cut to Jedi we cut after after the intro and then we get to the actual like the actual song. Um, we, Jedi Jedi is once once again we're at the we're in the we're we're at, uh, Negoverse HQ or you know the the the, the halt you know the temple uh, the Legion of Doom's headquarters. I don't know what you I don't know what we're gonna be calling it this week, but um, the ne- the Nega Force yeah Negaverse Force first like Dome of Doom, but yeah, Winchester didn't feel good. <laughs> But tonight, like tonight, is trying to. This, this, he's like, ah, so this time the humans have this thing called time, and we're gonna manipulate time. <laughs> I, I, I like how the basically his plan is just like, here's what I'm gonna do, Beryl. I'm gonna stress these kids the fuck out. I'm just gonna make them so stressed and just take all their stress energy because it's basically because the, he's just making them feel like they're constantly running late. Yeah, for things. because it's like. The the premise. It, this is the weird thing is that he explains that the premise is that he's going to speed up time, mm-hmm. but like only by a little bit. It seems one like. second. It's not like a dramatic speed up. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a dramatic speed up where like they start rapidly aging, but like just to where they're everybody's in a constant hurry. It's like it's like, angry it's, it's like when you forget. It's like when you forget to when you forget daylight savings time. And you forget to turn off. You forget to turn out. You forget to put your clock forward or backwards. Right, and then you're just constantly rushing for the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah, so it's like so, like it's, it, it just feels like the most inconsequential plan. Like we're just gonna stress people out by making them feel like they're running late. For I will. I, I just say this. Like going back to what we were discussing earlier. As I, when, as I'm watching this, I, I wrote down here. Jedi sounds like a used car salesman trying to make his sale, trying to make quota, trying to make quota, and he is way below quota. And Queen Bo ain't having any of it. No, she she is not. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Look, are you sure? Not. Like she's, I'm pretty sure, like she's trying, like Jedi trying to sell her a, a some piece of shit Kia, like you know, Geo Metro, and, and she's like, I'm not having this shit. I know what a Geo Metro is. Fuck you. <laughs> my my vibe that I got from Queen Barrel because I I got like a similar vibe, but but more of a like it's it's a small business. She can't afford to fire him right now, but she's definitely looking for a replacement. Like she's she's definitely gonna fire him the second. That new employee gets trained because she's done with him already. Oh, like she's so. I can't wait. I can't wait till the. I can't wait till the others come out. But yeah, it's like you can tell she's like. Mm. She's like, God. She's like, will will freaking something like indeed. 
I, I put up something on Indeed.com, and I've only gotten three responses. I just need to find somebody competent to replace this idiot. Yeah, and you can tell it's like she's like, okay, fine, you gotta do whatever you need to do. Just don't fail this. Don't fail me. That's that, that's the only thing. That's the only thing she says, and like that's fine. And I think she just says like, if you fail me, if you continue to fail me, I will replace you. Like giving us a little subtle hint that there might be. Yeah, and and it's just like, and yet he continues to fail for another like ten episodes somehow. Actually, I think like for another like five, yeah. for a while. I remember specifically the episode where he, he place. dies yes. in. Like, I, I remember that circumstance specifically because it's really funny. But we'll get yeah, to that's, later. That's, that's like that's, that's like episode. That's gonna be like episode like like if we're this this third episode we're like looking at like episode five or six of this podcast when you get to hear that. So, no. Well, basically, so so the their idea is that they've opened up a clock store and they're selling people clocks that during the night, like, speeds up time for them and I guess also steals the energy that they've, like, built up from being stressed out. Like, it's very unclear. Like, a lot of, a lot of Negaforceverse, God, that's annoying to say, but that's vernacular now. The Nega Force first plans are all very convoluted, but some much more than others. And this, like this one, are are they? Is the clock speeding them up, or is the clock taking their energy? We see later Jedad has a big ball of energy, but it's I mean, in one of his like recycled animation yeah. shots from the Nega Force first. So he's getting their energy somehow, but the clock looks I don't I don't know. But essentially, the, there's a new clock store. And because it's a new store, everybody, it's all the rage, even though they're just selling fucking clocks, like, they try so hard to get these junior high kids interested in clocks, like, like, they, it's just, this is not, in real life, this is not a store that two 14-year-old girls would walk by and lose their absolute shit over, but here we are. I mean, because I, I was a weird kid at 14 anyway, so, like, if they, if someone said, free clock, or a clock, 90% are like, yeah, fuck yeah, bring it! Give me, give me that Casio, give me that Casio piece of shit. I'll use that. So, uh, but the weird part is, is that she she finds a clock that she wants and she goes to buy it, but she finds out that she already wasted her allowance at the arcade, and so she goes home and her mom bought her the exact same clock unprompted for no reason. Like, why didn't they just like? Why do we even need that scene of her going and finding the clock? Why couldn't she have just gone home? Like, like they walk past the the clock store and be like, "Man, that's weird," and then just go home and then get the clock as a present. Like, why do we have to have the whole interaction inside the store? I, I don't know. I, I, this, think, some, I, I think I think something got lost in yeah, something got lost in translation. I guess because like it does seem like something like because this that does seem kind of weird. This episode does seem kind of weird. It's like it does seem kind of off in terms of translation because as I'm watching, I'm like it feels like things are not really connecting properly. I guess that's that's what's adding that's what's right. that's what's adding to like this weird surreal feeling to this episode. It's like it feels like like the already this episode feels surreal as is, and we're gonna get to a few surreal things that that I started noticing. But uh, regardless, it's like the it's like it's already kind of a weird surreal episode as is, and now like with this weird like weird way that they're translating, it doesn't really feel like it's connecting properly. So I feel like there's something that, I feel like something got lost in translation, and he's just like ah fuck it, someone's gonna pay attention to this. This this episode feels like one of those weird B side. Uh twilight zone type of episodes like you you know like you have the really good episodes of twilight zone that are very thought-provoking and and you know intense and then you have the ones that's just like on today's twilight zone episode a clock that is pure evil 
how will they react? It's like maybe just break the fucking clock. Like yeah, it's one, it's one, it's one of those episodes. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not the, it's not the lower chat, and they're just looking at the fuck, at fucking scenes of Grandma on the plane. No, it's just, it's one of those ones where it's like, we're just Meredith is like he's like it is just like running late or something like that or whatever star they can pick up at the time. But yeah, it's but like a, a, a not good episode. <laughs> again, that's a way ass boomer reference. Like yeah, take a drink on that one, but. I find so yeah so like so eventually they figure out that the, the clock that the clock is like is is evil because like Luna is awake she gets awakened by it because like apparently it's just like no no Luna wakes up sees this clock taking her energy or speeding her up or whatever the clock is doing obviously something nefarious and just lets it happen and goes back to bed <laughs> bitch why are you not trying to save you 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 yourself have said that Serena is the savior of the universe but that clock could have just murdered her in her sleep and you're like. Girl, I'm too tired for this, and just lay back down and go to sleep. No, we really do need to cancel Luna. She's the worst. Uh, I, we'll get to something much later because, like, oh my god, like you, you, you may have given Amy something really effective. Anyways, so yeah, so, so eventually they figure. So eventually they, they um, eventually the rest. Of, so they eventually Amy starts to like go around. She's like seeing that she's noticing that everything's kind of go really quick. Like everyone's like rushing out to do stuff. <laughs> And then, then Mar- I can't what call him Marvin. Melvin has the best line. I'll miss the snail watching really club. Like after <laughs> no, there's another line here. There's another line here I really love too because it's like, like Mr. Winner comes in and she's like, "Look, we're running late. I want. I, we need to get out early. I got four dates. Holy shit, woman!" <laughs> they really hammer home that she is like a desperate lady. <laughs> like a Holy shit, woman! I was gonna write something else, but I realized I realized I would get myself canceled if I if I wrote that joke. It's it's like that one like the I can't remember what show it was, but they're like you're telling oh it's Futurama. It's like you're telling me that you've never gone on a date with a guy just because you were hungry. It's like she was just very hungry. She just she needed four meals. (laughs) And girl, I've been there. I've been there. I have left Chili's and thought, hmm, you know what sounds good right now? Applebee's. (laughs) Like we've all been there. I promise I'm not 45 years old, people. I really am a young. Yeah, no, 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 I'm the I'm the I'm the old bastard here. In this I'm the old bastard in this podcast. Not not furry. Oh god! But so so uh yeah, Luna didn't bother to wake her up. So now the next day, Serena is going crazy. Basically, everybody except for Amy because Amy didn't get one of the clocks. For I, I wrote down here. I, I wrote down here. But, yet, like, you think you think everyone's panicking stuff like that and rushing out? But like, I wrote down here. No, everybody's acting acting. Everyone's acting pretty normal for 2023. <laughs> yeah this fits perfectly for right now so luna luna's like hey amy maybe you should investigate this use my ass computer and she just like shits out a computer yeah, in front yeah of her another it's like another another i wrote down here yeah luna with another like, getting another good fan out of her little ass yeah she's it's like it's the most technologically advanced ass on planet earth and it's a, and it's a, and, um, and, but yeah and, she, she's crapped out of this computer yeah and then, and then I mean, Amy instantly puts it on her face, like because there's the visor part of it. I'm like, girl, you should have washed that. Like, at least run, like, get some like disinfectant wipes or something. You didn't care like, in the '90s. There's all kinds of diseases that can come from poop. Like, yeah. Just... Anyway, there's a line. There's a line here that that, that kind of caught my attention afterwards. It's like, um, I think I think when it, I think that I think Amy's talking to to to, uh, to Serena's mom again. He says, "Yeah, Serena's just at the school." And she's and she and she's yeah she left like two hours ago. And the, this is, I kid you not. This is how the episode like transitions to a commercial break. I said two two hours early. Dun dun dun. 
<laughs> commercial. Yeah, it played like the dramatic. It tra- they played the dramatic scary music for the commercial outro. I, I have that. I literally have that on my. She got up too early, two hours early. Dramatic as fuck music playing in the background. I can tell like well, if you because like, if you find this on the internet, obviously they cut the commercials. But if you see it, it's like you can clearly tell. Well, after she says two hours early, <laughs> that's when he's supposed to cut, 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 cut the commercial. I would have died. I would have died laughing if I if I if I saw that like live. It's, it's they they really were trying hard with this episode. They were they were putting their best foot forward in the world. Uh, yeah, like I said, just, it, it adds to the surrealness of this episode. Anyways, yeah. So basically, so now that now that we figure out that like it's not just it's not just Serena, it's not just Serena, not just Mister Wu. It's everybody that's running late, and basically, like basically everyone's getting into a traffic jam. Everyone's running into like everything. And I wrote down here, oh, this is just, this is traffic. This is a normal day in Los Angeles with traffic. <laughs> well, so first of all, I, I don't, I don't remember the context of it. I, I don't know if, I think it was like a, let's cut to the villains to remind you that they're still there kind of moment, like just a cutaway. But Jedi says Negaforce Uh-oh. in this episode, just FYI, because I know that people were interested in me keeping track of that. So they actually say Negaforce uh, up in, uh, for right now, it seems like, the good characters say Negaverse and the bad characters say Negaforce. I know eventually that changes because I am, unless I'm literally having like a, a um, what is it called? The, where Mandela, unless I'm having a Mandela moment, I'm almost positive that Beryl starts saying Negaverse later because there's a couple of iconic quotes mm. from her. But yeah, so Jedi says Negaforce. But anyway, so they, they decide, like, um, they use the computer to find out that the clocks are evil. They let this little bur- burst of energy that it had been collecting out. And so Amy goes and gets Serena and decides that they're going to... No, before that, before, and, before that, uh, like, we cut, we, cut to like a, we cut to like a prelude to the next episode where the, the, this bus driver is just going, is just driving right through, like, going on the opposite side of traffic, just trying to murder everybody. And, and Serena's there and, there, and it's like, they're like, we need to get, we need to get Serena. And Serena just start, so coincidentally is in that bus. Yeah. Well, the, my favorite part of that, though, is they, so they decide they're going to go and attack the the store because they know that that's where the clocks are coming from. And Amy's like, we should be discreet. And Serena's basically just like, if stealth is an option, I'm not taking the option. And just like blast the door open with the moon tiara magic. And they just literally break it. They break and enter into this. I wrote down here. I wrote there. She's one step from using Amy as a human battering ram. <laughs> she probably would have, if she thought of it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. yeah, so they so they go in and they're like they 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 figure out some weird shit is going on here and they go they they go they go they the villain's like ha ah, now you gotta chase me in this weird in this weird um in this weird time universe and I wrote down here I, I completely forgot that she had a visor and I wrote down when did you get the visor I forgot oh that that came that came, yeah, came with computer. the computer yeah the, the, a couple of fun quotes in this one let's clean her clock which was Amy threatening the monster of the day and then Amy like so they they get captured um they start what does she do to them like she captures them somehow i'm getting episodes no they just they start running around because like they, she traps them and she traps them with, like time and, and time and like you know time just like time she freezes them doesn't she though like she freezes oh them yeah she does because like that's when because i wrote because that's something yeah. else happened before that because before that we, we see tuxedo mask coming into coming into the place <laughs> No, before before he even gets to the right place, he just walks into like this big empty room. He's like, "Hmm, they're not here." It's like, yeah, they're and not. They're... He's just, it's he just breaking into random places looking for some. Yeah, so like you know, he he's he's, he's like, I, I'm I'm pretty sure his tuxedo mask sense is turned on, or 
he wasn't been like he wasn't getting the wrong. Like, he was the right man at the wrong time, but he went in. This might be the right place. And then like, <laughs> but the but before before that though, because the, the the monster freezes them. And then Amy also goes, I wish Luna was here. It's like, what is Luna going to do? She's yeah. Like, wh- why do you wish Luna was there? I yeah, so basically, so basically, the Tuxedo Mask frees him because, like, she freezes him. And I think he got, yeah, I think he puts two together. Like, something's up with this clock. And the attacks attack. Yeah, he destroys the master clock, which I guess was, like, the source of her yes. powers, which also never explained. So. There's a lot about this. Yeah, that's, that's for a minute they, they start they start going to the whole thing about like they start like they they start playing with times like like Serena starts like de aging and you gotta stop before I become an old lady before I become an old lady. And I wrote down because like like we we cut to we cut to Amy who's using her who's using her palm pilot. I wrote down here because like there's something again this is like this is your reference. I think that palm pilot is I think that palm pilot used to belong to OCP. It's like we start, See, I thought it, it was a blackberry. Oh no! It, well, because the thing was, it was like it was it was running down Robocop's Prime directives. Oh yeah, the English on there was pretty. Oh my god! It gets to something later. I'm like, yeah, because it, it it was just like like someone really like someone in the production really loved Robocop. That's all I gotta say. So, they did well. I mean, anime in the '90s especially did that a lot because the kids weren't expected to know English. They but they could recognize English. Like the character, the the letters, the characters were very. Yeah, I remember. I remember. So the- I, they did that a lot with with text and stuff. It would just be like random. I, I believe. I think later on in Sailor Moon, in, in Sailor Moon, they they literally like like just like Amy's like, oh yeah, here here's your English report, and she just gives them like the song of like I always said the Danger Zone. <laughs> like no one's gonna know that. They can't read English. They'll just think that I'm a genius. Amy's secretly not a genius. So yeah, like she she uses she, so she uses OCP technology to play, to find her figure a way out. And I, 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 I and eventually she eventually just get to the prime directives, throw the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law, then retract redacted. I'm like, yeah, because like she's using the she says, oh yeah, I'm gonna track him down, and that that comes up on the screen. Like yeah, using those using Robocop's prime directives is gonna guide us to find the enemy. Thank you. It might. It could. All right. It could happen. <laughs> well, she uses her Mercury Bubbles Blast, which this is, again, not to, like, ride off of uh, Sailor Moon Bridge, but this is, like, it, a, a lot of the humor was pretty obvious. Like, I love it to death, and it's very funny. But, but so, when I say Mercury Bubbles Blast is useless, I'm not necessarily referencing that. Oh, it really it's is. a fact, like. She she uses she used her bubbles here to create a fog to temporarily confuse the monster so that Sailor Moon could moon tiara magic her like Sailor Moon probably could have just moon tiara magic she, she had no problem doing that for the past five episodes like why all of a sudden now does she need a distraction to be able to kill the monster it was just, yeah it was it's very like they, weird, they, but monster's dead and and and, and we move on yeah it was like I said this is like I, I mean here's the thing I what I really like this episode. It's like a lot, of, like they, it looks like they're hitting their A game with their writing, because it looks like. But, but also too, it's like you can tell they're, they're really they're improvising on the fly, and a, a lot of it does a lot of it does leak over when we start like paying attention a little bit more closer. But there's some there's some there's some genuine gems, like I said, like the whole like oh I'm part of the snail club, I'm the only member. That was a, that was a funny line. The, the one that was the, the one that killed me in this episode was the one about Haruna having four dates. That's 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 that killed that's lady that's lady congrats thank you that that's actually one of the funnier that's one of the funnier um um quips in the in this uh these block of episodes but yeah i mean it's a weird episode i will agree with you on that because it's like 
because like, like I already has a surreal feeling with like the time distortion distortion and all that stuff. And then like I'm pretty sure too, like I said, like I'm pretty sure Japanese to English translation was kind of like they didn't know what to do with it. And it's like we gotta do something. They just ran with it. So well, here's here's the thing. So we I touched on this lightly in the last episode. Is that um, from what we know, Sailor Moon was originally supposed to be by herself for a very long amount of time. I think they wanted the majority of the first season to be only Sailor Moon and Luna and solving different, like, little smaller scale things. Because Sailor Moon ramps up in, in its, like, evil insanity every season as it goes along. But I think for, from from what we've been told, they wanted it to be just Sailor Moon and Luna for a long time. But the thing is, is that the manga was moving at a much more fast pace because the manga, like, just immediately starts going into you know getting amy on the team getting ray on the team then they have the cute dance where there's the 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 cute moment between uh usagi and mamaru and then jupiter joins and then venus joins and it's like there it's it's much more the the team comes together much more quickly and they started to realize that the show was called sailor moon but it wasn't about just sailor moon it was about the whole group so they wanted to get the other sailor scouts in quickly but I think that it just made sense to spread out the two, uh, when I say the two, Mercury and Mars joining by at least a little bit. But that left him with the problem of what do we do with just Sailor Moon and just Sailor Mercury? And I think they hit kind of like a creative block there because this is, while, while a lot of things in this are funny, a lot of the things that are funny come from the dub. So um, not necessarily the sub. I think that like when I watch the subtitled, this episode felt a little bit more of a chore than some of the other ones because I knew everybody knew that Ray was coming up soon. And I'm not saying that Ray is like the end all be all. Um, one of our friends might disagree with me saying that, um, but she's not the end all be all of everything, but she really does help the dynamic fill out. And the, the best encapsulization of that is when in this episode, when Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury transform and they pose together, it is the most lopsided, weird, po like very obviously there needed to be somebody on the right side. I believe it was the right side of the photo that was empty. They needed somebody else there to balance out the two of them. And it just, it felt like they like photoshopped Sailor Mars out of that photo for one episode, basically. It's like, um, it's like, it's sure like, it's they... like what they were doing recently with like, with like, well, like, with like some movies where it's like, they don't want to spoil the entire movie or they want to spoil a key plot point. So we're going to like, so we're going to like conveniently computer remove this character that's supposed to be there. And, and they have nothing there. And have like empty, it have like an empty space where it should be. And so I think, where's negative space supposed to be? Like, and you realize, that's me for another character. We're not. Yeah, we we really need to tweet that picture out because it looks like it looks like one of those like weird like is this reality? Did this actually happen? Got type it. Of moment. I will. I will do. I will put that. I will put that later. I will put that later. But yeah, yeah. Like like most of the most of the best parts of this episode was I think of the like of the weird dubisms, which is like one of where which is it's like the that, that the dubisms actually save an episode. I mean, it's. I think that most of the dubisms are charming and funny. I understand why people don't like them because number one, they're that's not an accurate translation, and number two, this was all we had for a very long time, um, and so people weren't getting the real story. And I can totally feel for that. I I believe that when somebody creates a piece of art, 
that when it's brought over to another culture, it should be respected, you know, but at the same time, this is just such a perfect time capsule of what anime was back in the, the mid nineties and the changes that these executives thought needed to be made for kids to be able to re- relate to it. And at the time it wasn't funny, but in 2023 standards, somebody's shouting, you know, I'm going to miss the snail watching club and I'm the only member that's, that's comedy yeah. gold now. It was crazy. Yeah. But it is so funny now. So I, I, if you don't like the deep gub, number one, why are you listening to this? It's very weird because that's specifically what we're talking about. But I understand if you don't like the deep dub, like it's, it's not for everybody. It definitely can rub people the wrong way with some of the changes that they made. But I don't think that any of the changes were made in bad faith, which is why I'm able to enjoy this dub. Like it was definitely done all with good, with the intentions for this to be successful because they wanted to yeah. make money. Like they 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 did everything they thought in that time period would make this successful, and you know what? It it did. They they succeeded. Yeah. So some so, things may not work. Some things, but it, some it, things may not work. Some things did. In this case, it, this is one of the rare times where it kind of it kind of worked in kind of a weird way. But like I said, like this is like I said, like your mom may vary if you like enjoy this episode in Japanese or not. So why don't we go on to episode seven? Uh, what was it? Episode seven. <laughs> but uncharmed life. Um. Here we so go. yeah, speaking of since we we're since we we're propping up Ray all this time, um, yeah. So so basically, the the, the, the they're freaking, So basically, the actually it's one of the rare times where we don't get to see them. The beginning being them in the in, in the negaverse hiding place. Maybe they did. I don't remember. Okay. No, they did. They did because um, I noted that she says the barrel says silver imperium crystal instead of the silver imperial crystal or the silver crystal. Um, it has a bunch of different names in the dub, so I was going to keep up with that. Um, and also, the this is so I kind of alluded to it in the last couple episodes that we talked about, but this is where the dub takes a weird turn in regards to the villains because in the Japanese, and again, don't crucify me if I get details wrong, but I like from what I remember of the Japanese at this point their main goal is still to gather energy. Like, yes, they recognize that Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury are annoying and they're a hindrance and they get in the way. But the verbiage in the dub is that there's, they're already fed up with Sailor Moon and they want to kill Sailor Moon. Um, And of course it's the nineties. So they don't say kill. They say like, get rid of or take care of or something like that. But basically they imply that they're, like starting to set up traps for Sailor Moon. But the problem is, is that the traps that they set up have no way of guaranteeing Sailor Moon show up and are still primarily focused on collecting energy. So it's a very weird choice for the dub to specifically have this shift of them, because they do it in the next episode too. But specifically in this episode, they're like, yes, I'm going, we need to get rid of Sailor Moon. And how we're going to do that is I'm going to go to this local shrine and steal people's energy with, charms and then kidnap their passed out bodies on a bus like oh but how does this kill sailor moon like that like uh like are you hoping that maybe she might be on like, yeah. by some so some chance it's like are you just hoping that she just stumbles upon you guys and you're able to take her energy and kill her like it it's definitely a deep dub like change they made but it just it doesn't makes the it makes these negaforce verse plots make no sense like absolutely no sense. <sighs> Sorry, I just need to. Get that's that fine. That's what this is. This is what the. This is why we do. This is why we do this show. So don't apologize. Don't apologize for what this show is meant to be. So don't 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 worry about it. 
so yeah, like we we cut to so we we have that, and then we cut back to like you cut back to Serena, and they figure out like oh they're giving out charms at this at this shrine, and that like you know at first they're like you know I'm you know I don't know how I feel about it, but then it's like I think like, I don't know if, I don't know if Molly says it or so or someone else says it, but they said like oh you you can get this maybe you can use this again you, you you can maybe you can get a charm in hopes you can get a boyfriend, and it, and then and Serena's like oh let's go let's go like right away. She, she, she's it. like, I wrote down here, ah, yes, use the boyfriend card. <laughs> well, then they, so they, they go, and um, the, the dub waste, I mean, to be fair, it's obvious because he's not exactly disguised, but the dub makes waste no time in letting you know that Jedi's there and he's still evil as hell because, like, they zoom in on him and give him, like, this short inner monologue about how he's, like, taking these children's energy and shit. It's, it's freaking fantastic. And it, they cut to Ray in her like um, her chambers where she has her uh, prophecy fire. It has a name for it, but I forget the name of it. But she's like basically just trying to get the vibes of the future, and she feels an evil force. But she gets interrupted by Jedi, who may or may not be trying to stop her from realizing that he's the easy evil one. But the reason why I bring it up is because this is, I, I guess, because I've started consuming a lot more canadian content in my adult life and i didn't necessarily recognize what a canadian accent exactly sounded like but she definitely says sorry <laughs> whenever he pops in she's like sorry about that and i'm like oh no ray you're supposed to be japanese i'll get to something later <laughs> that, that that kind of like caught my attention but yeah yeah like basically she interrupts that like yeah that, that, that was kind of weird I, I, I didn't pick that up until like i didn't pick that up when i was initially watching so yeah, props to you for picking that up. But yeah, um, but yeah, so basically, um, his <coughs> grandfather, she's he's being kind of a pest to everybody, but he's also being kind of like, hey, you know, why don't you take why don't you take these charms with you and stuff like that? And basically, she like Ray figures that like, something is up, something's up, and she has to like she goes to have to stop she goes to stop the, the the people that took the charms, and I think she attacks. Uh, I think she she uses one of her um, seals to um, to conceal uh, Serena. I wrote down here. It's interesting. It's interesting that that people that this might be the first time that a lot of people, especially in the United States, are introduced to Shintoism. Yeah, it was it was something that um, for me personally, I didn't quite understand it, but I knew that it was an Asian, like a some kind of Asian thing. I didn't know specifically Japanese, but I I knew that it was like a cultural thing because that's an Deke did their best to erase the Japanese culture. I thought they did more erasing of the Japanese text, but apparently they didn't, which maybe I'm just confusing this with like Dragon Ball and Pokemon who did a much more, had much more efforts to erase that kind of stuff. And uh, Power Rangers as well, just did their best to just obscure anything Japanese. Um, but they, yeah, they didn't even change the, the they didn't even mirror the traffic in this episode like they had before. So the, the bus was driving on the left side of the road instead of the right side of the road. Mm -hmm. That's weird. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot of this episode. I just, I, it, it was too important for them to skip because it introduced Sailor Mars, but there was also no way they could cut out the Asian influence, the, the Japanese influence in it. Because like you said, the Shinto is, the Shinto's shrine is such an important part of this plot of the episode and Ray's character in general that they just couldn't erase it. So I guess in, 
you know, Hollywood, California, which is where I assume that they're trying to make us believe that this show takes place. There's a Shinto shrine there. I believe it. But yeah, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, it. but so, so that leads me to another point, which is like, you know, it's the '90s, and I thought, like, oh my god, like it's like these these types of things in a in a very you know a very Eurocentric nation that we live in, you know, that that this will cause a moral panic. But I'm surprised that no one like just like spoke spoke up about this. It was like it was kind of accepted, which is very interesting. That's like that's the thing that, that kind of interests me. That's that's the part that's interesting. Is like you know, usually like there's even then even like I'm I'm sorry to say, but even in the '90s, it was, there was a lot of xenophobia towards like towards like towards. I mean, there is still a lot of xenophobia, mm-hmm. but it was more blatant. It was a lot more aggressive in those days. I mean, we're doing we're doing we're doing our best yeah, to curve it here in, 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 in these days of age. Even though like you know, some efforts are better than others. We understand we understand like the, you know we understand that things are you know not perfect. But like I also will I will stand here and say like things are better than they used to be before. That said, well, I think a lot of it like and and I'm not defending because like xenophobia was a big part of it. So I, I don't want to act like I'm supporting that in any way. But a lot of it also was these ad executives, which the the problem in our country and a lot of other countries, but the problem in the United States, uh, most specifically me being the most familiar with it, is the people that are trying to determine what the children want are often these like old ass men who have been so disconnected from reality forever and are making decisions on what children are going to like be interested in and find popular. And that's why it takes so long for, because like you see things that are kids are interested in on like YouTube and stuff like that. It takes so long for them to be integrated into shows and and stuff to the point to where when they do, it's already something that's not popular anymore because all these old people are so like that are in control. These older, usually men that are in control just take so long to adapt to new things. And at that time, they, even though, other shows like Dragon Ball and um, my mind is blanking. Like a lot of the the um, like Lupin the Third, uh, Castle of Cagliostro, like these other Japanese properties have come over and proven over and over again that Japanese media is not going to be shunned by kids over here. They thought that kids wouldn't understand that different cultures do different things, and they just needed to basically, for lack of a better term, just whitewash and Americanize everything in the show. So that they, because they didn't feel like kids would understand other cultures, which is completely untrue. Like children, somebody's going to soundbite this and haunt me with it later, but children aren't stupid. Like, I mean, they kind of are, but they're not that stupid. They can catch on to stuff. No, they I, can understand no, the context I, of situations a lot more than what adults give them yeah, credit that, for. And I don't think that, especially because I was a kid at this time. And once I found out, I just rolled with it and accepted it. Like kids are able to understand that other like countries and other places have different cultures and do different things to them. It's not that big of a shock, but all these ad executives and people that were like going into promoting the show didn't have faith in that. And so a lot of the Japanese cultural things just got erased in order for kids to be able to relate to it, which is just kind of in retrospect. And I and I, I give them props for them like sticking their guns and actually Put letting a lot of that fly through in this episode, so it's like you know, it it, it is kind of like it, it it is like a glimpse. It is a glimpse into another another culture, and they they do well. You know, your mileage may vary on how, on how accurate it is, but they do they treat it with a lot of respect. So I'll, so I'll give them that much as well. Which is like any other time they they would have treated, especially in that time, they would have been a joke. 
they didn't at all. So it's like I, I give them props for them for, for sticking their guns and actually doing something right for a change with this. So and one of the few and one of the other few times where it's like mm, like you know I give them props is like they kind of like got away, they they got away with showing the Shintoism stuff and they didn't really like they didn't they didn't punch down to it and they kind of respected it as well, even though they didn't specifically say what it was. Yeah, you know, it's still they still treated the material with respect. Yeah, it wasn't played mm-hmm. off as a joke. Which mm-hmm. was not my the the part that frustrated me was uh well first of all before we move on so this woman just like breaks into oh her yeah to go yell at her because everybody seems to think even though like even though it's one hundred percent the bus I wrote that down I wrote like, that down these, I wrote that down these, these kids are being they're they're getting on a public bus and the bus isn't reaching its destination and those kids are going missing which yes is something to be upset about but how anybody can construe this to be ray or her family or her shrine's fault is stupid but this woman breaks in and ray just rips her up and down and i, I wrote on here that she was giving a julia Sugarbreaker rant and it was amazing just seeing her systematically tear this woman down for being ignorant and stupid and then just basically kicks her I, out. I wrote that but on I the way down, out, I wrote down oh, here. Right. I wrote down here. I wrote down something a little bit more simpler. Why are you picking a fight with the with the temple when that isn't even an issue with the temple? That's something with the bus system. Yeah. Why? Why are you picking a fight with a fourteen year old girl? Yeah, exactly. It's like, geez, like already that's bad karma, and now, now you're picking a fight. Jesus Christ, Karen. Yeah, Karen yeah. needs to go. I'm with Luna, <laughs> but but they they. Uh, yeah, we're we're canceling Luna, and Luna says Negaverse right oh, after. God. By the way, just for those people that care. Um, but so they they decide to leave, and Serena gets freaked out because she doesn't want to mm-hmm. go on the bus. She's too scared to do it, and uh, the bus just like straight up starts flying, and like the end of Greece, yeah. like this bus just like lifts off the ground and flies into a black hole directly in front of them. Oh, that's told. <laughs> I just I don't. I don't know, and uh, but I say that's totally how Greece ended. Totally, totally, totally. That that is yeah. the end of Greece. Um, but but the the thing that pisses me off the most, I think, and this is such a little thing to to complain about. But they say so so they decide to uh, confront Ray and tell her that they suspect her of being evil or whatever. And they say, oh yeah, um, all of the girls had these charms, so we know it has something to do with you. And Ray says, that wasn't me. That was Jed's idea. And I'm like, the guy isn't wearing a disguise. The guy just changed his clothes. And not only that, he just shortened his name from Jedi to Jed. How did you see his... Well, no, he, he put his hair down so they can't see his head. They can't see his they can't see his eyes. No, this is not okay with me. Like I know. That that's no. that's the joke. That, yeah, that that, was Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> that was I wrote Jedi. down here, yeah, you're not fooling anybody, Jedi, with that with that with that with you putting your hair with putting your hair right. like that. You're not fooling anybody. And so they they try this a couple of times to get Serena on the bus. Well, they did. And actually, I, I, there's a, there's a line here. Well, another another one of these weird uh, deacisms, where I think like I think they're talking about the charms. And it's like, oh, I want to get a charm so I can romance somebody. And she's like, she and she has like her mouth wide open. And I don't know if it was Amy or Ray or Luna. I think they say you look like a lovesick lovesick frog wait, waiting for a bug to fly into your mouth. That was Amy, because I have Amy being savage there. <laughs> She's just being a savage, mm-hmm. straight up. Yeah, so um, so Serena chickens out. She doesn't get on the bus. They watch it fly away. So they decide that they're they decide they're going to do it again. Um, this time, Serena is by herself, and she decides that she's going to use her disguise pin to give her confidence. 
So she transforms into a flight attendant. Whatever gets you on the bus, girl, like whatever gets you, whatever is going to move this weird plot forward, this nonsensical plot, all these nega first force fucking nonsense attempts to kill people, just no. Whatever we, whatever can get us to the end goal of having Sailor Moon. I want to say, too, it's like one of the things that I noticed, too, is like they're just saying these plans out loud right in front of the enemy. And yeah, and she disguises herself right in front of them, too. Like she's out in the open. She's on a street corner as the bus is driving up and she uses her disguise man just out in the open. It's like, okay, well, now not only does Jedi know who you are, but so does like half a Juban girl. Like, you want California? The Juban district of, like of, of Hollywood, California. The Juban district of Angel Grove. <laughs> there we go. Bad furry, bad furry. Both, both very real places in California yes. that definitely exist. But yeah, um, so, so, so take us to the goes, bus as a flight attendant. Don't ask why. This is, some, this is something that they carried over in the Japanese. Even that was weird in the Japanese. They don't, there was no explanation in that. Why? And so yeah, she and then Ray Ray sees in her her um like future sight fire. She now that she doesn't get interrupted the second time she tries to do it, she sees that the evil force mm-hmm. is Jed. And so she goes to confuse him, and she just, like, throws her into a black hole. He's just like, I don't have time to deal with you. It just, like, black holes her into oblivion. Like, where Jedi could literally, if Jedi would just, like, stop being a dipshit for, like, five minutes, could probably just murder these teenagers, yeah. and everything would be over. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much, just like, yeah, that's, I wrote that down, I was like, wow, you're a fucking idiot for not doing any of this. Like he and I know that's like a trope, that's a thing with not just Sailor Moon, but, but a lot of like Shonen and Magical Girl shows where like the generals don't step in until they absolutely have to. But th- we've seen twice now where if Jedi just would have like done the slightest bit extra, he could have rid them of Sailor Moon and drastically changed the course of the entire planet. But he was just too lazy to do that. <laughs> so the now we so the the black hole leads ray to where serena is serena transforms and tries to do her moon tr magic but the monster just kind Grab of like it. grabs just, it just grabs it and tosses his back and just it's tosses it right it. back at right at back them in hopes that like maybe it can work or maybe she wanted to play frisbee or maybe they want to play like with wind jammers i don't know it was just bizarre because like every other person that's tried to touch the moon tiara like gets split in half, but she just picks it up. She's like, it's like, I would because that's always the thing. It's like, what is it? Is it like, is it like just magic? That's is it like a destructo disc from Dragon Ball or something? I don't yeah, that's what I always that's like. what I always thought it was at first. But it's like, no, this she's just like she's just, the monster just grabs like just throws it after like yeet yeet yeah. Right so it's back like at him. So it, and then surprise that oh we I, we forgot to mention that Luna had strong vibes about her, but. Uh, the because it was one point where she's like, she, I just have these feelings about her, and just leaves her the Mars pin without any confirmation if she's actually Sailor Mars. It was just like a hunch, and I mean, like, yeah, it worked out, but also like, what if she had just given like this magical transformation device to just a random junior high girl who had no ties to the plot at all? <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's crap. A, it's- Sorry, my bad. My bad, guys. She learned the lesson from the last good. time. She's like, I can't. I, I I gotta learn to trust people more. So instead, I'm just gonna try out and hope that maybe this person might be might be it. Luna just out there giving disguise or uh, transformation pins to literally every person. Yeah, because like from now on. Yeah, because like, just oh shit! I kind of I kind of gaslit. I kind of gaslit Amy. I gotta like you know 
like kind of had like kind of not do this. So like now I'm gonna be like nicer. So it's like yeah, I'm just gonna get this pen and in a hope in a hope that maybe might be she might be a sailor scout. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll yeah. So, so but, but spoiler alert, yeah. she is, and she transforms and very quickly dispatches of the monster of the day. Which is one one cool thing to mention is that this is one of the very very few times where one of the sailor scouts um kills the monster of the day without Sailor Moon's uh, huh? finisher attack. That hardly ever happens to be. I'm trying to think of another instance. I know that for sure it happens in the movies to a degree, especially Promise of the Rose. I know for sure that they are able to dispatch some of them without Sailor Moon, uh, but that hardly ever happens. Like this was, I even as a kid, I remember that being a big deal that one of the monsters was killed by Ray's uh, Mars Fire Blast instead of the Moon Tiara. Or oh, she's still contributed to her with the ability that she'll we'll never ever see again. Uh, oh no! I think that they use that. Okay, now remind it. I will hold my. I will hold that Elden. It, I, it might be much later, but I. I'm pretty sure that she uses that again at some point. But yeah, so they, defeat, so they defeat. the, so they defeat the uh, monster, yeah. and they're all and they're all like they're all floating back, and Xeno Mass is there. When were you? When were you here, dude? Yeah, he did nothing. It, he just he. He did nothing, and then he comes in to steal all the glory by saving literally all of the kids and, and taking all the Pretty much. As, I'll, I'll give him. He wasn't, like, there to throw a rose. That's what I, I want to know, too. Like, I don't know. Like, his, he couldn't get into... In, in the Time Bomb episode, he couldn't get in there. He had to help them externally. I don't know. This show's just running out of ideas already. Yeah. We're on episode 8. I was going to say, like... <laughs> one. Oh, it, it's worth noting that the Sailor Moon says was talking about pollution for some reason which was had nothing to do with the episode other than them i guess having a bunch of footage of buses to talk yes. about like carpooling but but th- i was just like what a weird message to, that had nothing to do with the episode to cram they're the they're end. like trying to scramble for something well it was again it was because of the laws back in the day like cartoons had to be a degree yeah or like yeah they had to have like so, so they had to be educational to an extent and have like some kind of moral or value that they presented. So sometimes these sailor princesses are just the same thing they did with He-Man, where it's like sometimes they're like see, sometimes they, they had to they, they had to attach that, and like sometimes they're like this card is like <laughs> <laughs> okay then, alrighty then He-Man. Thanks a lot for telling me this. It was very that was very insightful. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, it's like it's weird to see this episode, and then the following episode is like it's two episodes at the same time dealing with like dimensions. Just overall weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts <laughs> before we move on to episode eight. Um, just that this again, like I said at the beginning, this episode really stuck out to me as a combination of from like I said, uh, having the VHS tape and then the Sailor Moon Bridge just making it kind of an iconic piece as well. Um, but now is where the pain begins, and I I I know that it's pretty like divisive among the fandom if the gap of episodes with just Mercury, Moon, and Mars are good, like, I I hate using that because that's such a subjective term, but it, it really is, like, these these are pretty divisive as to whether, like, fans like this grouping of episodes or not, um, but for me, it's going to be a lot of pain, and that pain stems from what we see happen in okay. So yeah, episode eight is Nightmare in Dreamland. Again, no, co- no, no um, relation to the video game Nightmare in Dreamland with Kirby. So basically, so basically, the um, uh, if I remember correctly, again, we're we're we're, we're at Negaverse HQ. 
know, doing your thing. Lego Force, Lego Force, Lego Lego Force, Force, Force HQ. They're like, then then apparently, so they lay out, then they lay out their plan. And this time it's like, we shall take over an amusement park. And I'm like, okay, cool, coolsies, coolsies, coolsies. So yeah, and and don't they like? Am I mistaken? But don't they also like try to convolute this as a we're gonna kill? I think so. Because I remember thinking, how do they know that Sailor Moon is for sure going to go to an amusement park? Like, how do they know that she's going to specifically... Number one, the the best thing for them to do would just be start attacking another city. Energy is not inherently linked to Tokyo, Japan, slash Angel Grove, California. Like, it, it's not exclusive to this one area. Attack somewhere else. Like, Sailor Moon is very obviously located in this city. Just go somewhere else. But also, how do they know that she's going to go... I, I don't know. It, it really bothers me that they were just like, yeah, we're going to destroy Sailor Moon by making a theme park. Taking a, like, like taking over a theme okay. park. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so so, so basically, so basically, they, they, like, um, so basically, they, 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 they go to the theme park. I don't remember much from it, like, how this episode began, because, like, because most of, cause, like, most of it is just, like, things that happened during the episode I remember more. Well, you there's people now. that are okay. Are That's a little wondering. Like, is there something people are getting missing? And so, and so Luna, Luna, I think, um, I don't remember if it happens. I think it happens off screen, but she gets word from Artemis slash HQ slash the, the disembodied gaming voice uh, that this could be a negaverse. She says verse again, um, plot, and so they decide to go investigate the the theme park, and of course Serena treats it as like. A fun day at the park instead of taking it seriously like the other two do um it really uh watching this reminded me a lot of uh the sailor moon yeah. eternal movies because this exact thing happens in those movies where there's like a theme park that they feel like yeah so then moon circuit suddenly appears after after the, the after the um, after an eclipse yeah, and, and they do this exact same thing where they go and investigate, and they do the same thing where Serena just kind of treats it as like a fun day out with her friends. Uh, to be fair, her and Chibiusa slash uh, Rini do the same thing. But it was just funny to see this get reused again years and years later. Uh, but a better was, effect. I don't know, I just thought that was funny. And then apparently um, there's Oh no, so before, so before that, so before that, that we, we cut to, we, so all these reports are gathered around. This is the part where I started paying a little bit more attention. I, started, this is, I don't know why at first I wasn't paying, I, I was paying attention, but I was like, I wasn't really taking notes, but I was like, I see this. At this point, I was like, okay, this is your bog standard, like, out of the day, whatever, fine. And so basically, the, these reporters are there, and they're like, how are you going to do all these, what are you going to do with all these children that, that have been gone missing? I'm like, don't, don't talk about those children that have gone missing. It's just slander from, it's slander from our, for a rival, for a rival amusement park. And I said, yeah, slandered by Disney. <laughs> I was about to make a Disney reference. I was gonna say it's kind of like we don't talk about Bruno, except they really oh, don't, they don't want to talk about Bruno. Like it's it's not like it's not like a fun song where everybody's just kind of like poking fun at. Like no, don't talk about the missing kids. Do not bring them up. Oh, but it's, I, find, I find it hilarious. It's like they they really can't say who the rival is. But you know they could, they could have just said their own company because like their Deke was owned at the time by partially by by Disney. So it's like so I'm pretty sure that they said D, that they would have said Disney. They they would have like they would have been like. They want to send the, they want to send the assassins oh, yeah, they, and and, yeah. and kill them. They didn't want to use any. Uh, so yeah, any so basically, so basically, uh, so basically, Jedi as like the as like the as like the, the amusement park, um, like I want to say like manager, but he's also like the guard. 
security guard manager. He, yeah, he literally, and he was wearing a hat, and he literally is like pushes everybody out of like in one like swoop. Like he's like a, like he's playing Katamari to Marcy, just eat. Whoop. So yeah, so then the, so then I wrote down here. So the, so they're going around the park. They're doing some like my 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 monkey brain goes. When is the, when is the when did the Funkland episode on this on this place? <laughs> that, yeah. Her. Oh my god. I should, I should contact. I should. I should contact Kevin uh, Perger. See, we'll see how he feels about it. It's just like, what the, who the fuck are you? What the hell <laughs> yeah. is happening here? What is happening yeah. here on this day? Yeah. So I. So yeah. They, so, so so there's a bear. No, there's a lion. What's running around? And the lion. But apparently, yeah, the lion's the, the lion's totally mechanical. And then the, the dream princess. I wrote down here. Yeah. Nothing suspicious with this dream princess. Quote unquote. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, it's, it's like not she, creepy. She's in the totally. Least. Un- she's not uneasy for like at all. Like this is totally normal. She explains like, yeah. What? Why did? What? I was just gonna say. Why does one of my notes just say child abuse? Oh, oh, like, oh, literally, oh, one of my oh, books, oh, I know why. I know why. I know why. Abuse. I know why. I know why. And we're gonna get to that later because Ray and uh, Ray okay. and Ray and Ray and. Uh, oh. No, no, the boy, the boy shouldn't be playing the shouldn't be playing with this with the dangerous with this dangerous bear. No, no, she he should be playing with the bear. And they're like playing all and they're playing the child all around and they're playing the child all over the place. And, and at the end, it's like the, the mother was like, "Why are you pulling my child all over the place?" Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's abusing so, the child for no reason. <laughs> so that's happened. Yeah. That's a little bit later because like we have to get, get to the main plot where it's like basically the dream princess explains like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like the, all these all these animals you see here they're all are, are, they're not are all automated and she summons all the all the all the all, all, all the all the animals it's just I'm like so I'm like like the party is like so which ones are real which ones are fake because I'm pretty sure like the the savage the ones that would that would eat children are obviously the ones that you, that would like be mechanical but I would I, I believe that do, do, the does and like deers would be like just roaming around randomly. That still doesn't seem safe, though. Yeah. So, so yeah. They, so, um, oh, and then uh, oh, so basically afterwards, it's like um, it's like oh, so you want to so let me take a ride, and then like I wrote down here because like there's this, I don't know if they play this backwards and they, I don't know if they play this backwards. It looks like it looks like Serena's doing a backflip to like a, to like a to a panda bear or like a bear, and it's like I thought like yeah, did weird. he just play this scene backwards? I, don't know, I just I want to get to my favorite uh, part of the episode. Yeah. The so good, good, good. talk about the <laughs> gaslighting, please. Can't believe I said those. So so basically, they Ray feels like the vibes are off, and she's just like, "Sis, let we got to we got to take out the Negaforce first. Um, but they have the argument over the kid, and so Serena decides that she's going to do her own investigating and goes off and mm-hmm. is riding this train ride, and uh, it, they have to slam on the brakes, and she bumps into the person in front of her, and it's Darian. Who, um, I don't think that the dub ever addresses how old Darian yes. is, but he's in college. Um, and then he decides... That's right, I wrote down here, man, if I was, if I was Serena, I would have punched him. Yeah, he's like, you're too old for this. I was like, sir, she's 14, much closer to the target demographic than your, like, 22-year-old no, ass. Like, no, I wrote down here, no, no explanation as to why Darian's <laughs> here. Even though in the Japanese... Like, right, he's... He completely deflects it by being like you're like making Serena look like the not just that, but not just that she's not just that, but like that's the part where it's like she calls her Meatball Head, and that's when they latch, that's when Ray latches onto that. Yeah, Ray finally hears mm-hmm. Meatball Head for the first time. So at least I'm glad that 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 was kept in because I still don't remember them introducing no. their names to each other. Like I'm almost positive that that happened in a yeah, but like I said, like but like I said, like Darian's there and like. 
I mean, there's a more logical explanation in the Japanese version because in the Japanese version, I believe that they get they get possessed to go there, and that's why that's why Darian's there randomly because he's like he just like because he literally does not know where he's at. But here it's like there is no there is no real explanation whatsoever as to why he's there. Mm-mm. There really isn't. He's just he's looking like a major creep. Yeah, but so Ray learns about Ray Ray learns about Meatball Head, and then I said earlier that they they're they're really hammering home. That like you need to understand that Darian is tuxedo mask, and so they have an even more like obvious part where Ray's like, "Don't you think he looks a little bit like tuxedo mask?" And of course, Serena's like, "No, he doesn't. Of course, he doesn't." But it's just like, why did they feel the need to put that line in there? Like everybody everywhere already realizes who Darian is. It's not that big of a shock. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was something they left over for the Japanese, and he just. Really, like you know, they just, they just, need find, they just need to find a way to shoehorn it in. Well, all I know is that the rest of my notes just kind of deteriorate into nonsense. I have three Annabelle jokes in here that I'm not going to put everybody through, um, other than the <laughs> fact that bitch is Annabelle and it's terrifying. Um, because shortly after that, she just she just decides to go mask off and just straight up murder everybody. Oh my god! Like I don't rem- what I don't remember what happened to make her do that. But she decides to go mask off, and they have, they finally get to have their fight. Um, her power is like blowing poison on people that turns them into stone. I, they're vague. They're vague as to what the, what what the, what the monster's abilities are. Because like one minute she can she can make illusions. One minute another minute she can transform people to stone. And then another minute they're, they're it's, it's whatever it's whatever the, it's whatever the writer needs. And this again, this is not a fault. This is not a fault. Of, this is not a fault of the English version. This is solely happens to the Japanese version. Like, you know, they don't explain shit in that either. Yeah, and it's like the this is where one of the memes from Sailor Moon came from with Sailor Mars because she starts turning into stone, and so she lifts up her arm that's fully stoned, and it looks basically like a mm-hmm. Mega Man blaster <laughs> because it's just like a big mound where her arm should be, and she uses one of her Shinto uh, charms to break the evil. I hope don't hear that. that arm. But the the image of her with. The canon has been a meme. In the well, yeah, I don't think that's power. how Shin, I don't think that's how Shintoism works. Is, yeah, but also too, it's like it's whatever. Again, it's whatever the writer needs needed to be at the time. I mean, for just FYI, I didn't mean offensive, offensively. Like, as an, offensively, offensively, offensive, like, like 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 yeah, like, like she's, 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 <laughs> I don't I don't think Shinto shrine maidens use their charms to attack. Oh no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's like you know. I, I was thinking more along the lines of like, like it's it's like the be all end all, like you know, get out of jail free card. Yeah, and I think that like just I was talking to one of our friends about it. Um, this has been a few months back, but just about like why certain characters in Sailor Moon are more iconic than others. And Ray, I think, is because the the reason she's seen as so much more powerful than the rest of the like baseline sailor soldiers sailor scouts whatever you want to call them and i think it's because even when she's not transformed she has her shinto abilities which makes her feel kind of like a step she's well versed in it she's not like she's not and she's well versed in it she's not like you know half-assing it it's like nothing's like blowing up her face so she's using it in very 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 and like effectively and also very like you know without like no hitch well i mean what i mean is like it's not technically a second attack, but she's really the first character that that has what feels like a second attack. If you don't count the the Moon Stardust nonsense from Sailor Moon that never happens again, uh, like it, it, the, she's the first one to have more than just the basic one attack that she has, and I think that's why 
she felt so much more iconic. Um, but yeah, she's very much needed and useful mm-hmm. person added to the team. And this this episode just proves that because she is really throughout the entire episode the driving force of them of the plot moving forward. Like she's the one that senses the bad vibes. She's the one that narrows it down that it's the princess. She's the one that saves herself and Sailor Moon from turning to stone. Like she really does take the the leadership role in this, which is such a strange contrast to the manga where Sailor Venus is technically the leader. And they kind of still try to do that later by retroactively making Sailor Moon or sorry, Sailor Venus the leader of the Sailor Senshi, like the mm-hmm. the Guardians themselves. But it it really feels like in the anime they're really pushing for that role to be Ray to really take the leadership uh, because she she's just so proactive and ready. To yeah, I get I get that's another reason why it's like you know on one hand like I see where your point is with a lot of the big problems with all your problems, but at the same time too it's like there's a there's a lot of cool things about step two that I really like. Like I do like the monster of the day. I do like I do like the fact that like, we get to see. Ray, you know, break out way more. Even though we saw a lot of it in the previous episode, here we can see a lot more. Yeah, I, I when I when I say that it's my dread for the next few episodes is is mostly because I I want I'm craving that full team part of it, and also the dynamic between Serena and Ray with them constantly picking at each other and whining at each other gets a little exhausting, but when you remember that they're junior high kids, it makes sense. And like, I'm not saying that it's bad or that it shouldn't happen. I'm just saying that I've, if I I wish that they would have completed the team earlier for a multitude of reasons. And I don't think that the deepening of the relationship between these core three characters was that important that they should have put off getting Jupiter for 20 episodes. Like, I don't, I don't think that, I don't, I don't think that the payoff really ended up in what they were hoping that it would. Um, Because in my mind, they wanted to appease people who wanted the team to come together faster, but they also wanted to draw the season out and kind of get these three characters into like best friend status, I guess is what you could call it. Um, because eventually, because right now she uh, Serena has Molly and her school friends that I was shocked to learn they had names. Like you blew my mind last week with that, uh, <laughs> or last episode. Um, but slowly, those two the the two extra school friends get phased out. Melvin and Molly get phased out eventually. So I think that the the gap here is just to kind of solidify the their friendship like growing. So I don't want to say that I hate it or and I, I'm not saying that it's it wasn't needed and that it it wasn't helpful. I just think that it went on for a little bit too long, I guess, is all is all I'm trying to say. And that it's I, I don't hate the next batch of episodes. I don't think there's anything in the Sailor Moon realm that I absolutely hate. I just would have preferred if we had hit the same plot beats, like it, like the dramatic um, Molly falling in love with Nephrite, you know, sequence and like her realizing that Melvin was who she should be with all along, like all those other story beats um, that happened could have easily happened with Lita and Mina there as well. I don't, I just don't see the point in drastically. Wait, what? They, the, that, happens, that happens. That happens without them. Oh my god, that's how long I haven't seen yeah. this series. Oh my freaking god. I thought I thought I thought at least Lita was at least part of the team at least. Oh my god. Oh my god, I have like oh, this, this, 
Oh. I might be wrong. Uh, you're making yeah. Me you're making me second. My, you're, like, you're making me like twenty guess myself here. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so Nephrite dies like two episodes after Lita is introduced. So it yeah, wasn't completely. I was wrong. like, no, because like there's a long there's a long stretch with that. So it's like you know that because Nephrite was there for a good chunk as well. I was like, hmm, that doesn't that does that sounds kind of weird, but oh well. You know, you you remember more than I do. Like my my brain's always scattered brain because like I had to retain so much information in so little time. But yeah, we we're going. Let's go. Let's 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 drive ourselves back to the plot here, basically, because we're almost done with this episode. Basically, the the basically the Dream Princess puts a spell on them. Whatever, like again, it's whatever plot convenience thing they can they can give. In this case, she puts an illusion where they're all in the forest, and um, basically, basically she makes them think that to see them as there. And I wrote down, I've liked the like I've. I'm wondering, like, when did they figure out? When did the monsters figure out who Tuxedo Mask is? But then it's like, yeah, they, they knew that like, Demon interfered once, and I was like, I'm pretty sure they pieced it together. So, but I, I think the no something happens. Does the real Tuxedo Mask or Amy? Like Amy comes out and she does something. Oh no, I was right. Sorry, I was also no. Oh my god, Jupiter dies before Jupiter shows up. The it, he dies the episode before she shows up. I just I was oh, I was like ninety nine percent positive that that was the big plot point that they decided fair to enough, fair before enough. Jupiter shows up. Um, because I rem- it's so weird because like I I remember Jeff uh, Nephrite and Zoisite interacting, but I guess that I always associated Zoisite with the crystal arc, like where they're gathering the rainbow crystals. So I and I know that's where Jupiter comes. I don't know. I'm getting myself mixed up, but I looked it up. Yes, the the Molly and Nephrite story happens before uh before jupiter joins so yeah we have that could have easily happened with jupiter being one of the main characters in the show i don't know i'm just i'm rambling at this point i apologize so yes she's our villain of the day makes illusions can turn people into stone has this poison breath just really don't understand yeah, we don't, what her, yeah what her deal is and yeah so they did they, 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 i think like i think i think either she don't mess up something um, Amy does something, or Luna does something, but something happens. So Amy, Amy uses oh, that's right. her bubble blast to make it foggy, and then uh, Ray and Sailor Moon combine their powers so that and fire the tiara is like that's really cool on fire. Yeah, it's like it's like a glittery fire thing that they use to destroy, which seems I, I don't know. Like I in normal anime trope fashion, that usually doesn't happen unless they've gotten like upgraded enemies and they need like a new attack to defeat them so it seemed kind of weird that they did that here um just like in general anime plot wise why they did it here not necessarily saying they shouldn't have but it was just weird because like this monster wasn't necessarily any stronger than any other ones as far as we knew um like the the enemies didn't make a big deal out of upgrading the enemies like the monster of the day or anything so it's weird that they used a new attack to kill her but i liked it, it like cool, I, said, so I liked it and they should they should have been using it a lot more you know they, they use it for a short period of time but like not enough for not enough to like warrant it yeah it's one of the it's one of those things that once jupiter comes in like once this, the team starts to fully devolve or evolve they really don't go back to that. Much yeah, so it's like uh, I, I, I thought it was really cool. So like, so, so the episode ends with them, you know, bickering. It ends with them bickering still, like Amy and um, no, Ray and um, Ray and and, and Serena, and that's how the episode ends. And yeah, every episode will but, end for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm on, I'm on two minds of this. I'm on two minds of this. Even though like, even though like my, even though like I kind of like lost like the part of me that really likes the episode, but also there's a part of me that kind of lost. I kind of kind of lost interest. That's why like my notes are kind of like 
that's why at that point my notes were kind of like, uh, like I don't like I don't know what really what to think of this. And it's not that it's not that I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it. It's more like I wanted to like I felt like 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 there was stuff happening, but at the same time too, I just don't know. Like I like I I, I just started losing interest really quick. I just I think that the the issue with this one was is that um, this one was a little less slice of lifey than what we've been used to because it really it jumped into the plot really fast and it also had a much more extended like transformed fighting scene whereas for the most part those have just been the last like five or so minutes of the episode this one took up mm. basically the second half of the episode because they went through all the different illusions and stuff like that so i think that the change in how they paced this episode made it feel like it dragged out a little bit too much and that's not on deke's fault again deke is just taking the animation that they have to work with and you know making it work in their twisted little weird 90s reference filled universe that they've created um but it, it it just it was a different pacing for the episode and i don't think that it necessarily worked i feel like we need that like slice of life where either serena's with you know her schoolmates or with her family and that the problem kind of radiates from things happening in her everyday life which this one i guess you could say technically did because you know the this new theme park opened and people were starting to go missing all of a sudden but because of its lack of direct involvement in her life i think that they didn't have any slice of life stuff to balance out the more serious parts of the episode with and it just felt weird yeah and i i guess i i mean i guess too, it's like the, the, like i said there's some parts i really like like i said like the middle part where it's like when we're all kind of like when they when when we're all like when we're all like going around and we get to see you can see Darien at the at the, at the um at, you can see Darien at, at at the amusement park and all that stuff. That was that stuff was cool. But then like you go to um then you go to the rest of the episode, it just doesn't like it just it just feels like it's there. And yeah, it's um it's it's a weird episode. It's like there's parts that I like and there's parts that I'm, I'm kind of like like blase about for the most part. So um, any final thoughts on these on this um. On, on, on this on the episode eight before we before we close things out well all i can say is that um as much as i make fun of murder she wrote for angela lansbury's character constantly being in the midst of murders and nobody suspecting her for whatever reason like she's hardly ever an actual suspect in the actual murders but she witnessed that show went on for like 15 seasons so she witnessed like 400 murders or more probably and nobody ever suspected her but like if they had changed up the format to where she wasn't directly involved with it, it would have been boring. And I think this is kind of the proof in that where it's like, yeah, how many monsters of the day can you really tie directly to Serena's personal life before they start to catch on that she's Sailor Moon? But at the same time, it makes it so much more boring when there's no like real plot point reason for them to be doing this other than their superheroes saving the world. Like there's there's no external force driving them to this theme park other than kids have gone missing and they need to investigate and that's yeah and that, that, that you kind of hit the nail you can get the you kind of hit the nail on the head with it what was the biggest problem it's like it feels like a lot of a lot of it like it does feel like you know circumstantial like they kind of like by circumstance like they they all just sort of like, like by it, accident sort of stumble upon all this and like you know instead it, it being a little bit more nat instead of it like you know falling falling into it a little bit more naturally like if this had been like i'm just i'm just I'm pulling off the top of my head. A way that they could have made this episode more interesting is if Shingo, who is I don't even know if they've given him a name in the dub by this point or not. Sammy. Uh, is it's Danny, is that 
Sammy. That's Sammy. That's right. So if like say Sammy's class could have went on a field trip there and Ray being like, oh, you didn't know that that's where all the kids have gone missing. And so they try to like sneak after him and like follow him to make sure nothing happens to him. That would have been a much more interesting plot point than them deciding of their own volition to go to a children's theme park and investigate. Like I, there could have, they could have made it relate to Serena's family or her friends group or something so that we're, we felt a little bit more invested because at that point it's, it's Serena and her friends that are driving the show forward. I mean, I don't think that ever actually changes. It's always the characters in the show that are driving things forward. And the reason that things are happening, like you said earlier in the podcast, like Serena is that person that they use so many times to balance out other characters or bring them back to like being grounded or really like help them out. And even if it's just a character of the day, they're still they still use Serena as like a vessel to have the change in these characters for the better and how she does that varies but there was none of that here there there was no correlation to the actual world that this was set in or the characters that were in this world it just felt a little bit lackluster in compared to the other ones if you really want to put a magnifying glass on it if you don't it's just another episode of Sailor Moon where they fight a weird monster this monster is one of the more iconic monsters of the day. Like this is when people talk about season one, this is one of the monsters they reveal for good reason. Most. Um, probably because probably because she's in the episode more than most monster of the days are like, there has been a couple of these episodes where the monsters show up to immediately die, <laughs> like almost immediately afterwards. So this was this monster. They was one of the few times that they're actually integrated throughout the whole episode. But also, she's creepy as fuck. Like when she does the head turning thing and the weird like jaw part. Like she's just it's a marionette creepy doll person. So of course that's gonna stand out in people's minds. But yeah, that's that. Those are my thoughts on this episode. I kind of ranted for a little bit there about the true meaning of Sailor Moon and the true meaning of friendship. Um, that's, that, 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 that's what we have on the show. Like that, it's, it's a venue for us to discuss to, to discuss these things. So like that you're. Also, don't don't feel bad. Don't ever feel bad that you, that you that you or that you go rant that you go off on rants like that. Like that's intent of this show, exactly. So I mean, overall, um, overall, overall, I I really, I really enjoyed these block of episodes. I thought episode six, I think, was one of my favorite ones. Episode eight was still, was a hit and miss, even though it's like it has a lot of elements I liked. But overall, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought these were some good episodes overall, and um. Yeah, you know, any final thoughts before any final thoughts in general? I just, I retroactively do, don't crucify me. People listening to this that are diehard Sailor Moon fans, don't crucify me. But retroactively, I'm glad that Deke skipped the episodes that they skipped because I feel like it was, again, when you go back and you look at how these episodes are laid out with airing, they were airing them every weekday. So that means that the first Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday were all Sailor Moon by herself. If they hadn't skipped the episodes, if they had edited them down and made them work, that that would have meant that there would have been almost a week and a half of just Sailor Moon. But with the way that they cut it, Friday was the introduction of Mercury. And by the middle of the next week, we have our completed for the time being team. So I appreciate that they did it the way they did it because when you're a kid things seem so much longer especially when it's not a week-to-week show like uh 
so many so many of our cartoons were not week to week thinking about it, back on it like that um so we we weren't designed to be patient beings like we were designed to have things now um so i just i really appreciate that they made those decisions they made but i also appreciate viz you know going back and redumbing them and giving us the proper order that we deserve but as a kid i don't think i would have appreciated in the moment having even more episodes of just serena by herself with luna like i it wouldn't have held my attention as much because i saw the other girls in the opening theme and i saw you know clips and pictures online and i wanted to get to that part in the show where they had this fully fledged you know badass team of girls so i'm glad that i'm glad things happened the way that they did um completely all together actually i'm happy that things happened the way they did because again i'm glad that we eventually did get the unedited true translation like quote-unquote true translation from viz so I, it's just I'm thankful that everything kind of rolled out the way that it did because I don't know how well it would have caught my attention back then had it taken much longer to get to Amy because Amy was my like obsession as a young child like I just thought she was the coolest ever I'm not really sure why because she's pretty useless <laughs> um, as far as fighting goes uh, but yeah she was definitely my favorite so this was really cool to go back and see and again these were as we continue along we're going to get to episodes that are less and less memorable for me so i'm glad that we started off with two back-to-back episodes of the podcast where i had really strong uh memories of of these things and can really correlate to where i was like what headspace i was in at the time when i originally watched this because it really puts it in perspective yeah i i do agree i i do agree with you on a lot of it because um i do feel that um a lot of the a lot of what's going on with the series at this point is that you know if like I, I did watch it week to week as a matter of fact I had to watch two episodes of the, I watched two episodes of the week of, of it because like that's how it was aired in Mexico so getting to the points where like Amy and stuff like that would appear it, it felt excruciating and I did, and yeah and compound over the fact that it's like yeah they didn't skip any episodes in, in that in the, in a Spanish version so I had to watch a lot of that filler stuff that you that you discussed that you didn't really like also. Well, it, it was a unique experience to see that that stuff firsthand. It's um, it also like I also understand too, like coming from it from like watching it again, like where I am right now, kind of watching like at least two episodes a week like that is kind of weird, and is kind of I can see what where it can get kind of grating at, at times. So, yeah, overall, I thought these were like I said, these were some good episodes. Um, like I said, episode. Uh, episode six, I think, was my personal favorite of, of this block of episodes because, like, that just it was just a lot of fun to like discuss and a lot of fun to like just, a lot of fun to also like you know just just it was a fun episode to watch also despite it being kind of a weird episode where like things were happening but it's just like because of how it was, cut, it was cut and how it was translated it just it didn't make sense a lot of times so I can't get over that weird group pose of just the two of them that's the only time that happens and it's terrifying. Like- it's just, it's so uncanny. Like you said with Marvel movies where they like digitally remove people from the trailer. It's like, you know that there's supposed to be somebody standing on the other side to balance out that photograph, but they're not there. And it just looks so uncanny. It's, I can't. Okay. I don't want to ever see it again. See what I can do. My favorite episode, my, my favorite episode is episode seven. Um, I just, I, I just really like, a, it, it just sticks out to me so much because one of the things we forgot to mention is that Amy has God powers that, happened at the end of the episode that never come up again which was a fantastic point where her like tears opened the hole back open so that they can all get to safety that was a weird thing that happened that never happens again like it's just but but i just i love the 
I love how nothing in this episode should be happening. Like the people shouldn't be blaming the shrine. Luna should never have left that pen with Ray. Ray should have never been thrown by Jedi into that world anyway. Like, what did that accomplish? Like none of the nothing, like the Amy's tears should not have kept it open. It was all just so ridiculously over the top. And it just feels so ridiculously Sailor Moon. I episode seven was definitely my favorite. Alrighty then. And the Sailor Moon says about pollution just kind of topped it all off at the end. Cause like, okay, that's a Alrighty then. I think I guess this is a good place to end it right here. So Carter Furry, do you have anything you would like to discuss? Anything you would like to promote? Uh just for right now, again, um, po- my podcast is kind of up in the air. I really thought we'd be back by now, but real life is kind of getting in the way. And um, yeah, this is, there's, there's a few behind the scenes things that I'm not really going to go into at this point that are delaying that. But I still plan on bringing it back as soon as I can. Um, but that's at Ancient Anime if you want updates of when that's going to come back from um, whenever I know for sure. But also you can just follow me. I'm uh, at Common Rider Furry on Twitter and on Instagram. I have started using my Instagram again, but it is for its original intended purpose, which is just showing off collectibles that I own. Um, I've been posting two or three times a week now, and I've been trying to keep my story updated. Right now on my story, um, it'll be gone by the time this episode goes up, most likely, because stories only last for 24 hours. But I did save it to my profile if you want to go look at it, I actually purchased some oh. uh, Barbie mermaids that were in pretty bad shape and I repaired them and they look fantastic and completely brand new now. And I was very excited to show that off. So that is, um, I'm going to be posting those in my story and I have a specific uh, saved story on my profile. So if you, oh, that's profile, cool. you can see some of my old stories, um, but, but I have been using it a lot more. Um, I, I promised myself that was one of my goals for 2023 is to get back on Instagram, at least posting. I don't know if I'm going to try and like grow a following. It's, there, but become, you know, it's fun to see you know, your collection. It's, it's, fun to see, it's, it's always fun to see that kind of stuff. Cause like, that's, um, that's, yeah. that's mainly what I, why you like Instagram for. It's like, I use it. I, I use it for the same reason. Like if I buy some toys, like, Hey, check this out. Check out what I brought. And, and I have so many, so many figures that like so many figures and toys and things like that that don't get a lot of indiv- like they're just on my shelf as part of like a group of, of like like similar toys but they don't get their own spotlight so I, it's fun to just go up to my shelf and pick out one one specific toy off the shelf and give it the highlight for a post or for a story or something because in in a group on the shelf they might not stand out the most but that doesn't mean that it's not interesting and need to look at and some of the stuff i've had for you know 20 years that is not easily accessible anymore and then like sometimes even just stuff that i you know buy offline that is not super popular like my pokemon scale world figures i don't know anybody else that collects those but i think they're fascinating so i'll keep posting you know when i get new ones and stuff but yeah the uh, at common writer furry on instagram if you want to see my collection and on twitter I do post some of my collection stuff, but it's also mixed in with things, um, times where it's like 2 a.m. And I think that I'm hilarious, but really I'm just sleep deprived and depressed. So if you would like to see my mental health deteriorate, you can put it. All righty then. Um, if you, if you want to, like, oh, of course, if you, of course, I host another, we, me and Conrad Ferry, we host another podcast called the Saint Seiya Cosmocast. Oh, we took, we, we, what? 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 Where did that come from? Oh, uh, yeah, that? sure. Can you explain well, it to me? Oh, Saint Seiya, Saint Seiya Cosmocast. It's a, it's the very first American, um, um, 
very first English-speaking podcast dedicated to the world of Saint Seiya. Oh, we took a week break from from it, but like we're coming back, we're coming back the next next week to do uh, do an episode, so you, you can it will come out on time. But you know, hope you know, hey, we got we can only hope. But it's it, we, me and Connor Furry, we hosted also our, our friend Ben Cost too. Who like all three of us, we 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 discussed everything and everything about the world of Saint Seiya. We got. I'm pretty sure we have a lot to talk about because we have to talk about the new trailer for the movie, the new date. Um, um, you got. We talk about Rise of Poseidon two, I believe. Uh, we got. We got. We got a plate full coming coming very soon. So, oh, we got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot coming. We got a lot coming up on this in this, in this coming episode. So, one. And I, I think the next batch of episodes is also. Like, oh yeah, the, the gay moment. Yeah, that moment. <laughs> The mm-hmm. homosexual so, yeah. moment. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna check us check that out on stcosmocast.com. Again, the address is www.stcosmocast.com. You can find all of our episodes and all of our um, all of our info as to who we are, what we do, and like where to listen to the show on the website. So I have a Twitter. You can find that at l underscore ramses. I talk about things there. Usually, usually it's again it's 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 like you or it's like it's like. But instead of your deteriorating health, mental health, as a, like you being funny, but no, it's more like me. It's a cry for help that maybe I should get some sleep. <laughs> Pretty much, my tweets are a cry for help. So it's like it's it's, 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 it's the total inverse where it's like I think I need sleep or I need or like someone like to sort of like put me down like softly, just like you know, and that put no me down animal. But yeah, so it's like it's so like. I, I try not to be funny. Usually, I try to be resourceful, or if I try to like be like you know, try to provide info, or if someone I try because like I realize I'm not funny. Uh, I leave I leave the funny to other people. Oh, that's my and just like I'm referring, I have a just I have a um I have a um I have, a, um, uh, I have an Instagram as well, and on that Instagram I post pretty much everything. Like you know, I post all my toys and stuff like that. For the most part, it's just toys. If you have if you like toys of of all forms, like I collect I collect everything. Man. Like like you know GI Joes transform a lot of Transformers man I checked out some Transformers I should be posting pictures of that soon because I picked up a lot of them recently because like some money came in not the money that that came in from donations that some money aside from that so don't worry because I know we got we did get some donations that is still going one hundred percent to the toy to the, to the fund for the computer but I had some other funds come in to actually alleviate a lot of that costs and then some so I was like eh, you know I'll pick up I'll pick up a few of these guys while I'm here. I picked up a few of those guys while I was there, and I got some of the pictures as well. We also have a Discord as well. I know we neglect to talk about the Discord, but we have a, a, a group Discord as well for like all of all the shows as well. If you're so if you're interested, in, feel free to follow the link on the description, and you can and you can see we can follow Discord and join our Discord and just join the discussion. We want more, we want more, we want more people to participate on all of our shows, not just on not just on Sailor Moon says, but like on Cosmocast, on Sailor, on the Saturday Morning Squadron, which are another show I host. Uh, we don't know when we're coming back because like um, Rob is still in like is, he's still kind of busy, so we don't know when he's coming back. But I do know for a fact that we are going to record another episode Thursday with um, Comey and my and Jake Nick. So we so be on the lookout for that. So we'll, we'll, I'm going to see if I can try to get someone else on the episode, and we're going to be discussing like, like I think what we're going to do. I think we're going to be talking about wrestling. So we're gonna so we're gonna have so we're gonna have a lot of so we're gonna have to talk about the grapples on that episode as well. And you can find out you can find all these links on our on our show notes on our show notes. And we highly recommend you check out check out the notes, show notes for like anything that we do because like we really do appreciate anybody that checks out the podcast from those show notes and like gets and decides to participate and do all this stuff because like we want to like I said we want our, we want this community to grow. We want we want things 
we don't want just we don't want us and like a couple other and like two other two other friends that we know talking to each other. We want this. We want this to be like we want to be once like we want a lot of people to check this out. We want everybody to like listen to like what we do. So if you can, if you can, like we're not forcing you, but we would. But I would appreciate it. I'm pretty sure Conrad Furry would love it too because like he loves the attention. So if you can, like give us like give us you know give us a follow on our twitters, give us a, give us a, give us a follow on our Instagrams, give us a follow like. You know, join our Discord. Join to participate participate in the discussions on Discord and also on our discussions on our um our Twitter as well. So, which is, at, uh, which is SM um I think what is SM uh, SM says with a Z pod as well. So if you if you want to participate with us on like discussions about like pretty much everything like what we got going on with like the with the show and stuff like that. So if you want, if you're interested in any of that, that's where that's where you can that's where you can give us a that's where you can like participate as well. All right, then. Conrad Furry. All right. Thank you so much for being Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. For Conrad Furry, I am Ramses. And always remember, Sailor Moon says. <laughs> Today, we saw buses vanish into thin air. Too bad we can't do the same with all the smog buses, cars, and trucks cause. We may be just kids, but we can help. Encourage your parents and friends to carpool or to use public transportation. It'll help save the air we breathe. And then treat yourself to something really delicious. Okay, so she can't walk and eat at the same time.